0: This is the one you've been waiting for, the one you've been asking for.
1: Hey, Tina! <laughs>
0: but this time, someone is waiting.
1: Hey, Tina! <laughs> hey, Tina! Is this the way they wear their jackets back at the mental No, you're not listening to me! You haven't heard a single word that I've said! Mom, please, can I go back now? one of them
2: now! to the hospital, We're trying to make some real
1: progress because you are here. can't just leave now. It's
2: just not working. You want to throw this all away? do <laughs> happening to me? I'm thinking. I couldn't the Your psychokinesis <laughs> and these delusions No, ourselves. you're not listening
1: to me! Hey, Tina. <laughs> I mean, we're at a very
2: critical point right now. Do you want to see your daughter in the hospital for the rest of her life? Is that what you want? Friday the
1: 13th. The hey, There goes the neighborhood. Welcome, everyone, to 100 Lunatics Podcast, where we examine horror's legendary icons from birth to death to inevitable remake. I'm your horror explorer, your horror connoisseur, Daniel Carver. And joining me to add their expertise and dismissive passive aggression, my <laughs> cousin and king of the small fur trading outpost known as Calgary, Alberta, Nathan fucking A Carver. Hi everyone. Thanks for the warm welcome. And last but not least, Jonathan. <laughs> I appreciate the intro. It was nice. <laughs> All right, this is the 7th Seventh installment in the Voorhees Saga I just want to pipe it in here and say You're not really from anywhere, Jonathan
2: You're just kind of there, you know?
1: (laughs) Seventh installment (laughs) Seventh installment of the Voorhees Saga 1988's Friday the 13th, part 7 The New Blood Awesome This movie was awesome We've brought in uh, some telekinesis here, guys Yeah? Daniel, why 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 don't you stab me? Ooh, no, oh no,
2: oh, ooh, ooh, jump of
1: the gun. Yeah.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Is it is it too early for, for stabbing? Uh, I don't like being stabbed. But actually no, I don't like doing the stabbing, I like being stabbed. That's how Okay, this Jonathan. How about you stab us? No, don't stab anything yet until I tell you to stab something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wanna get stabbed. Let's do some stabbing. That's right. We're into the late eighties now. Jason has come back again, this time through sheer wow. accident. Just, yeah, I could not have guessed. If you just asked me to just say, hey, just take a guess, I would have laid out so many other possibilities before I ever came to the one that they went with for this movie. Name three. Yeah. um, I would have go with any of the ones they used. The last time they brought him back to life, it was electricity. Just flat out, simple electricity. I wouldn't even have thought that they had brought him back for this one. Last time he was just under the water, right? We know he's eternal. I thought that he'd just be sitting down there, just still looking around, like, huh. No, 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 no. This is how it happened, okay? All the producers of, what is it, Friday 4 Productions,
2: they all got into a room together. They sat down and they said, okay, you guys are are good? Everyone has their coffee? Okay. How do we get him out of the water?
1: Thoughts? Let's go. Round the table. Um, just spitballing here. A uh, little girl has telekinesis thinks she's bringing back her dead father, brings Jason back instead. Uh, no? We're just brainwashing, right, guys? We'll put that on the back burner. Hold on. A little more plausible. Uh, little girl, dead father, dead father in the water, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so police rescue team that comes to get the dead dad out of the water, mm-hmm. maybe somehow they get Jason out. That's right.
2: No. Ooh. No Ooh. search they team were getting the dead no. dad. No. You could see them loosening up in the last movie. They jumped at it the minute they heard it. Telekinesis, I like it. I've you know, seen Probably Kerry. hadn't been very hadn't been done at the time. What else happened in nineteen eighty eight? Tell me. Come on.
1: Well Carrie happened in the seventies, right? Yeah. Shut your face, I asked about eighty eight. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's happening in nineteen eighty eight? It sounds like you have something that you're very fond of that happened in
2: nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty <laughs> eight? Well, tail end of the Euler Edmonton Euler dynasty. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>
1: Let's talk about this stud Jason Voorhees. Let's talk let's about talk this. About Where has this series gone to now? Whose hands has it been given over to now? You know what? We broke through the supernatural barrier, okay? They made Jason supernatural
2: and they were like, yeah. "Fuck it. Let's make it all supernatural. Let's get let's stretch. Let's take, you know, let's take a journey, a, a walk on the wild side,
1: right? It, it is a very interesting universe that these people live in. I mean, zombies are real. Mm-hmm. Telekinesis is real. And not that special. No. People
2: continually <laughs> visit the same place where mass murders happen and act oblivious to the
1: fact that mass murders take place there. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Towns go from one name to another name and then back to the original name. Right. Everyone seems to have amnesia. Everybody. Mm hmm. Yeah, the, the entire Crystal Lake area seems to suffer from amnesia every three or four years, or in some cases, every year. But now we've got John Carl Beekler. You guys might know him from Troll. Nope. Ghoulies Three. Ghoulies Go to College. Yes, no, I've seen those. that's not true. That's true. Yes. Now this guy's not really a director. He's directed some things, but he's more of a special effects guru. Define right. guru. Uh, he's done special effects for probably anything that you've seen special effects in in the last thirty years. Everything from Indiana Jones. Two softcore porn kind of on special effects on cinemax. Porn. I don't know, imagine with some did he do lesbian did he do vampire Melty movie face? or
2: something. Right. Did he do did he do the Melty Faces and Raiders of the Lost Ark?
1: I'm um, not sure. I, it was so much on there. I just kind of zoomed through it real quick. I saw big notorious blockbusters as as well as the biggest, most terrible looking pieces of shit you've ever seen. So it looks like the whole gamut. Anything so for a horror paycheck.
2: horror movies you're referring to?
1: Yeah. But this is this guy's pretty big claim to fame. I mean, Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies go to college. (laughs) I don't know if you're going to top that. The writer of this movie, this was one of his firsts, and it's been downhill ever since. Oh, phenomenal. Just to give you an idea of that guy's career. Uh, But most importantly, Kane Hodder coming in, taking over Jason, pretty much finishing out the franchise with him until the crossover. This movie, Jason Takes Manhattan, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, those are all going to be Kane Hodder. So you better like him now. And how do we feel? How do we feel about Kane Hodder as Jason? I mean, I'd say of the Jasons that we've seen, he's the best one. He's the most menacing. Right? He's pretty big, pretty brutal. Yeah. He does some things I don't see other Jasons do, like close the door to keep them from escaping. Yeah. He's much better than the skinny guy with the bag on his head running around. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a fucking stud. He looks like he wants to be there. It looks like he likes playing the part. It looks like him and the director had conversations off screen. Like maybe if I do this, it'll look even crazier. You can tell that those things are going on. Lots of stunt work in this movie. Lots of Jason just in general, I feel. Mm -hmm. Lots of shots of him turning around or looking menacing from a distance or digging around in the woods or dragging bodies. Yeah, the the scene with, um, what's his face, the stoner going to the fridge and the lightning goes through the cabin so you can see actually that Jason's in the room in the corner just staring Mm. at him. Mm Mm-hmm. Just picking his moment. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Because it seemed before that, you know, Jason kind of just stumbled upon kids and it was just sort of like dumb luck. And now he's really stalking them and picking his moments. Yeah, planning it out a little bit better. He gathered the bodies. He's starting to decorate trees. Yeah. That's his own little Voorhees Christmas and, tree,
2: and he's a fucking stud.
1: You've said that so many times. is not. This is not Steven Soderbergh uh-huh. dressed up as Jason Voorhees.
2: Huh? Uh-huh. No, he totally is. And he's all over the place, everywhere. You know, he's, all, he's, he's fast. always been all over the he's place. F- no, he, no, in this one, he is particularly fast. He's all over the place. He's so at one end of the forest. He's at the end of the end of the forest. He was by that tree. Now he's under the water. All
1: over the place. Yep.
2: Guy's fucking crazy.
1: And he walks really quickly underwater, really quickly, and, and can get way, way down under the water and keep himself down there.
2: Well, he's super, no, he's supernatural, now. Yeah, well, he is definitely And he spent, he spent a lot of time underneath the water recently, so he feels very comfortable down there.
1: Mm-hmm. But the original plan for this movie was to finally give Jason somebody that he could square off against, right? Somebody that wouldn't just be a total pushover somebody that could like deal a lot of damage to him and really show how supernatural he is. So this was supposed to be, this is the first time that a Freddy vs. Jason movie got brought up. They wanted to do this even then. You know, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise I think is at Dream Master at this point. So they're already talking to each other. Could not settle on anything, not even close, with two different huge companies trying to bring their franchises together. Who owns what, who kills who, they couldn't figure anything out, so they said fuck it, we'll put it on the shelf for a while. And we'll give her, we'll give Jason Carrie to battle off against. (laughs) Wait, was that the reason why the, the Jason Freddy thing didn't happen yet? Because the studios wanted to like, they couldn't decide who would kill who. Yeah. And so like if Freddy won, the new line was winning, I guess. Yes. And that, that would bring them maybe more money in the franchises or the installments that followed. So nobody wanted to like give the other company the upper hand. No one wanted to share movie sales. You know, they wanted to trade this for that. And none of it worked out and it, this argument would come up again, I think, for the next movie and the next one until finally 2003 it gets made.
2: Well, that history lesson was
1: awe-inspiring. Really good stuff. So, Nathan. Sorry, go ahead. Did you recognize Dr. Cruz?
2: He seems familiar. Is that Blake? Is that Robert Blake?
1: No, no, it's not Robert Blake. That's a weird person to confuse him with, but I kind of get it now that I think about it. He's short, got a similar face. I'm, I'm thinking about Lost Highway right now. Right, that's, yeah, that's the first Robert Blake movie that came to mind for me too. But, it's his name is Terry Kaiser. What, would you recognize him if I brought up Andrew McCarthy? Would you recognize Andrew him McCarthy? if I brought up like, Jonathan like Silverman? Weekend at, at Bernie's? So yep. yep. It's Bernie. It's fucking Bernie. That's Bernie? It's Bernie. It's tough really? to tell without the
2: mustache. That's, I thought Bernie was taller than that.
1: That is the dude yeah. that they drag around like a rag doll for two fucking <laughs> movies. <laughs> it that just goes crazy. to show how fucking short Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy are. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I, no, Jonathan Silverman's obviously taller. He's, he looks taller in that movie.
1: Yeah. And here he is, being the best character <laughs> in the seventh installment of a Friday the 13th movie. It's about as interesting as Paul Blart
2: and Mall Cop getting a sequel. What? Both things are true, but it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> far I take, oh, you know, far more interesting than a sequel to Paul Cop Mulbart. <laughs> and that's pretty much it other than this movie got shredded, totally shredded by the MPAA, shredded, shredded, shredded. Watching the behind-scenes stuff was depressing. Not only were all the special effects guys like just staring at the floor while they were talking, but the director was, Kane Hodder was, the actresses no. that were in the no, movie. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. You know what is really depressing? Paul Blart Mocock <laughs> making $179 million worldwide off of a $26 million budget. Oh, disgusting, well, right? This movie being Just
1: terrible. this movie being shredded is kind of par for the course for any of the Friday the thirteenth franchise, right? I mean it seems What's like shredded about this. What's shredded about it? This movie was great. No, all the death scenes got cut out.
2: Yeah. Oh, well that's been a trend for a while.
1: You guys are surprised? No, not surprised. But you saw they they included the extended cut of every death scene on the Blu-ray, and you saw it. It was there was fifteen. Every single death got cut to nothing basically to just cutaways you got to see uncut death scenes i did yeah fuck you guys and That's they were bullshit. much better oh some of them were so good in okay, the meantime fuck you for real fuck you for real listen to you guys they were so good <laughs> yeah mm. hey they nate awesome nate can you yes. take all that anger and hostility and stab me Mm-hmm. fuck you
2: I wasn't going to get... I'm not doing the stabbing this time.
1: (laughs) All right. Jonathan, do you want to do some stabbing? I don't even know what stab stands for. Sex, tits, and body count. Sex, tits, and body count, baby. Oh, Jesus. All right. Sex. We have Russell and Sandra fucking in a van. Mm Mm-hmm. We have... uh, Hold on. Going through my notes here. Uh, There's a scene with Kate and Ben also fucking in a van. Yep. We have a scene with... Well, I guess Sandra and Russell and the lake doesn't really count.
2: This is boring. I'm going to take over. Thank you. There is lots of sex. Man, amp it <laughs> up. Lots of sex and and the drought is over. We've got tits, gentlemen. The drought is over. <laughs> and it's A little bit, a of you, bit of bush. We got a wee bit of bush. Well, a wee wee bit of bush. Wee bit of bush. I think. I think maybe. Um, it needs to be mentioned here that it's been quite a few games sorry quite a few movies right like a good three or four movies since we uh since we've experienced some nudity
1: oh because you're including the freddy movies
2: that are usually completely devoid well the last jason movie was void of tits too
1: wasn't it yeah we went we went from the tina movie to nothing and now we have a little Tina, which really threw me off guard at the beginning. Yep, we have another Tina in this movie. Another Robin. Wonderful. They're just recycling just names. Yep. Just wonderful. Body count. What's
2: your uh, What's your over under here, John? I.
1: You can't really ask me because I know. I know <laughs> the number.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, my over under, I would say. Okay. Well, no. Okay. Give me an over under. Give me a number to go over or under. Uh, thirteen.
1: Under. Ooh. No. Nope. I'm taking the under. Nope. Sorry, you are you are incorrect. It's the over. Well, wow. okay. Yep. Over. We have a total body count of fifteen, maybe sixteen. Yeah. Fifteen for Jason, <clears throat> one for Tina.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because Tina kills her daddy. No. Do we count zombie daddy you can't killing Jason? Count that? Well no, that's why it's off to the side. We're just mentioning it. Jason's body count here is 15.
2: Just once in these movies, I like to see somebody murder somebody else. Well, just, you know, I've seen it. I'm I'm counting Jason's body count. When that blonde bitch turns Buddy down in bed hoping that it would be somebody else, he should have fucking killed her right there.
1: (laughs) I'm counting Jason's body count as 14 and a half. I don't believe that he's killed Robin. Mm, The girl that gets thrown out the window? Out of a two story window and lands on her stomach. Not counting that one. But weird that Nathan thought that Eddie should have killed Melissa when she was being a bitch in bed. He mentions that. You were like, rape her. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she turned him down. <laughs> Look, so, this is a, both of you guys are like, I wish he would have killed that cunt. <laughs> I didn't say kill.
2: I just pictured Jonathan walking through a nightclub. You know, he's got a few roofies in his in his mint container and he's like rattling them inside of the, of the mint container as he walks around, eyeing up oh, the wares. To the rhythm
1: of the club music. No, no, yep. no, 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 I would have I done it much better than that. I would have had crushed up rohypnol just in one of my cigarettes mm-hmm. and that would be the cigarette that I offer a girl. Or it's already in there and you go to like tap your cigarette, but you tap it over her drink so a little bit goes in there. Oh, okay, maybe. Nate, your thoughts? Mm-hmm. How would you, Nate, how would you rape somebody? I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm a Canadian. Okay, to the walkthrough. <laughs> Best segue to the walkthrough ever.
0: I had never really been interested in directing a Friday the 13th movie. Because I thought, you know, part seven, are you nuts? What film series prior had the gall to put a part seven on the film? And it dawned on me, maybe we could do something that they haven't done before with the character and the story. Ultimately, we settled upon a match for Jason, someone to, uh, to really be his foil. And uh, that foil was a clone of Carrie.
2: We're back to montages. I miss the montage. It makes it puts me in a good mood because I know that it's going to be, you know, when I look at the the running time of the movie, I realize <laughs> it's it's less than that. It's great. Say, like, oh, sweet! It's not one hundred twenty-four, an hour and twenty-four minutes. It's an hour and twenty minutes. This is
1: great. They tweaked the opening montage a little bit because they have Jason's reanimation scene with lightning hitting his tombstone and then going into the metal rod into his already open grave. Mm-hmm. Kind of threw me off really a little bit. They should have shown him. Like, redneck digging up the grave, you know? Like, this is going to be great. Well, no,
2: let's, not, let's not talk about the montage.
1: Just, just, that was my one thing with it. Okay, that was it. let's move on. Well, what about the guy that it's narrated the montage? That's, things that have already happened It's Crazy before. Ralph. They got Crazy Ralph to do the montage? Yeah. It's a fucking montage of things that have happened already. Mm-hmm. we're talking about the way the montage was done because the montage is such a staple and now we're done talking about it we're moving feels, on It feels like i'm a piñata and you guys have bats you, look, <laughs> look you're keeping why us on you, the montage and we're already done why do you keep dangling yourself around then <laughs> tina little baby tina she's listening to her parents argue her dad hits her mom which is too much for her to handle, and she runs off to the pier and hops in a boat and rides herself out in the middle of the lake. Right, Dad's been drinking again. Gets mm-hmm. a little slap happy. Everyone's forgotten that Jason's at the bottom of that fucking lake. Is he there yet, though? Where in the time frame does this take place? I have no idea. He's been down there ten years, right? Something yeah. like that. How old is Tina? But is he already dead at that point, or did they own that home <laughs> before, and she killed her dad, and then they all moved out, and then later... The events of Six took place. Well, because when the movie opens up, they show Jason in the lake, right? Tied to the stone and now the blue jumpsuit. Right, right. I understand. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. How do we know that they're 10 years in the future? Well, just from baby Tina to older Tina. You don't know that.
2: You're assuming that he's in the water when Tina's a baby. I'm assuming
1: he's in the water because the movie opens up with him in the water. And then it goes to little Tina. Right. I I get why that assumption is made. For continuity's sake, you know. Yeah, I think they maybe just showed him and then flashed back to some other story that happened a long time ago. Why does it matter?
2: We're just figuring it out.
1: God damn it. (laughs) Why are you so uppity and defensive tonight? What are we doing? We're talking about the movie. (laughs) I'm just saying, who cares? Like, Yeah, he fucking kills her. Why are we talking about how he killed her?
2: what's, What's the important part of this scene? She runs out there, and what happens? She jumps in the boat. Daddy comes after her. She telekinetically fucks with the dock and drowns her father,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Just like that. That's exactly how it I happens. don't
2: understand why him falling into shallow water with a bunch of wood around him kills him. I don't get
1: that. Maybe oh. all the wood that falls around him, like, conks him in the head, mm-hmm. and he's unconscious underwater and just dies.
2: Oh, okay. So it knocks him out? Yeah, I'm guessing. I can roll. I can roll with that. Let's let's see. The that. only
1: plausible idea that I have for how he could die. Yeah. And, Fair enough. And how little sympathy do we feel for Tina's crocodile tears after she's thrust her dad's <laughs> unconscious body to the bottom of the lake? No, no, Daddy, I'm sorry. Shut up, Tina. Yeah. You just wish he was purpose. dead. Now he's dead. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck the whole knocking him out thing. Who cares how he got down there? She held him down there.
1: Mm, Telekinetically.
2: Uh. She held him under the water until he stopped breathing. Why? And, and she's, and she's buried it subconsciously now because she hated his guts for hitting her, for hitting hit her mom. Yeah,
1: but she right? can't let her mom see how crazy she is so she's like holding her father underwater with her mind but her face is like no daddy no that's how evil yeah, Tina really she's, is
2: she's evil and creepy oh yeah I like this I like this. how this is going
1: let's keep going <laughs> well that's all we have for now yeah that's it for baby Tina now we're approximately 10 years in the future and she's Tina's riding in the car with her mom and her beautiful beautiful haircut So somewhere after losing her husband, she started playing for the other team and is now obviously uh, just total lesbian. Yes. I feel like one of my mom's friends had this haircut when I was a kid. I feel like I've seen it before. Was this like the popular mom haircut in the late 80s? I think it was. It was like sharp enough to be masculine and powerful, but still long enough to be kind of sexy and feminine. It was the woman mullet is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. The mullet. Dr. Cruz has, has had the idea to take her out of the hospital, bring her mom, come out to the cabin that they used to live in where Tina killed her father those many years ago and just sort of keep her out there and go, go through some psychological shit and maybe help her out. This is a really terrible idea. Yeah, it doesn't sound fully thought out. And uh, once they get out there, we learn that Dr. Cruz is the weekend at Bernie's guy. He's happy to see... Because he's he's been locked out. Like It looks like he's just been hanging out there all day and been making himself coffee and enjoying the lake. He's been locked out of that house just waiting for them to get there. He's excited.
2: (laughs) He's got his claws in this girl. This telekinetic girl. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to, you know, do more with that.
1: We were actually talking about that, too.
2: I'm surprised, actually, that she hasn't been found out with that ability. So it means that maybe she went to him... As a small child, and he's been hiding her abilities from his his colleagues for years and years, hoping one day to learn how it works and then have a major breakthrough and
1: write a book and be famous and rich. It does seem that way, because there's an undertone of something more sinister going on with his plans for Tina.
2: That's why he came across like Robert Blake to me. Hmm. He reminded me of the guy in the party at Lost Highway. He's creepy.
1: He does a good job being creepy.
2: Yeah, no, because he's, he's he's well camouflaged. He doesn't come across
1: super creepy. It comes across sly I, and kind of devious. I don't know. Bad News Cruise kind of came across as, as kind of creepy point. for me. Yeah, T- yeah, I guess Tita's like is up on it. She already calls him Bad News Cruise. He's already let himself uh, slip out of the shadows a little bit, I guess. But Dr. Cruz takes takes Amanda Shepard, Tina's mom, inside. They have a little discussion about what uh, pr- things Tina's going to go through while she's here. We have Tina getting out of the station wagon, which is a staple for these movies. Cannot operate a suitcase. Suitcases are tricky. No. Stumbles, stumbles around with it, drops all of her shit on the ground. All the girls. There's a bunch of teenagers or youths or young adults. How old are these people? I have no idea. Somewhere all- between 19 and 35.
2: How they- come when... Suitcases flip open in movies that are poorly done. Um, It looks like they took no pride whatsoever in packing the suitcase. Oh, yeah, they
1: just jammed it in there. Yeah,
2: they just throw everything together. Why? Because it's a bunch of prop people just throwing a bunch of shit in a suitcase.
1: Yeah. Why are You're you wasting our time it. with prop people packing suitcases? What is it? I don't know. You guys spend a lot of time on woolens. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why we're making fun of you. Why does a teenage girl need one pair of pants, one pair of shirts, and like fifteen pairs of underwear? <laughs> because her telekinesis makes her shit herself all the time. That's <laughs> the side effect. <laughs> like as she's concentrating so hard to move that matchbook, she's repeatedly just shitting herself. Yeah, whenever they do those close-up shots on her eyes going back and forth, that's her shitting herself. Maybe that's why Dr. Cruz has that surly face all the time. He's not really mad, he's just tired of smelling her shit. Damn
2: it, Tina! <laughs> Maybe because her mind is so powerful, when she gets horny, she
1: makes herself really wet. Mm, she kind of like shits out of her pussy, you're saying. Thoroughly. Well, she's going to need all those panties with Nick coming to help her out. Mm, Nick, mm-hmm. big man Nick. Nick and Jean Grey. What a stud, huh? Huh, Nate. Don't try to get me <laughs> on Nick. Nick's not not as hot as Jason. Let's be honest. Nope. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: But there's a there's a little thing between them. He's she's like, don't help me pick up my underwear, you fool. And he's like, no, no. Oh, embarrassing situation. And then he keeps her pants or her her pink shirt that falls out. He she's right there. He yeah, could just go, hey, your shirt. But nope. He waits like five hours to awkwardly bring it to her later.
2: Yeah, see, he never, the reason why he's not a stud is because he never gives it to her, you know? That's he true. Takes his, He takes her shirt and runs off into the woods and smells it, you know, follows it <laughs> around. And pops out of nowhere. Later on in the movie, she's walking around the middle of the fucking forest, and he's like, oh, hey.
1: Just out of nowhere. Yeah. Just shows up. This thing lost its smell. Can you rub it under your arms a little bit? <laughs> yeah, he was watching her the whole time. Can you wear this and go jog? Can I borrow your bike
2: seat? Nick is like Jonathan in a club with a thing of mints with some (laughs) roofies in it. Just walking around, rattling it next to his ear, you know, just shaking it like a morocco.
1: Why am I a rapist now? I don't. You're now a dancing rapist. (laughs) Dancing Dancing rapist who only hunts down handicapped girls. (laughs) Oh, man, the way you're shaking those mints is like I'm one of the Night at the Roxbury guys. So now. Dr. Cruz experimenting with Tina. He's got her in his office, or not in his office, in her dad's old office. Yep. Keep forgetting that, that everything that existed in this house that they haven't lived in for apparently a long time, or is her mom stay out here while Tina's at the hospital? We don't ever get to know that. Either way, nothing in the house has changed. Everything's exactly the same. And, you know, it seems really weird that Tina's mom would keep the dead abusive husband's office exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it. Yeah, like 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 a like a son that died or something. Right. Like, why why wouldn't she redecorate it and use it for something else? Mm-hmm. You can you can already tell from this scene that Doctor Cruz is more interested in her uh, performing her psychokinesis skill than it is about helping her get over the guilt or suppressed guilt of her father or whatever bullshit he keeps aiming at her because he escalates in anger all the time. She's like, I don't know, I can't do it. He's like, you're not even trying, you're lying to me, you bitch! I'm sorry, I'm just really, come on, it's your father. Yeah. And, and he's videotaping everything. Mm-hmm. Isn't he worried that in the videotape he'd just come across as a total fucking dickbag? Yep. Or all the videotapes we haven't seen. Uh-huh. Okay, take off your shirt now, Tina. I think you, <laughs> this might work better if you're not wearing any clothes at all, Tina. What we're supposed to learn here, I think, from this scene is that her powers activate more or less against her will when she's angry or frustrated. And when she gets really angry and frustrated at Dr. Cruz, she moves the matchbook a little bit. He gets super excited. She realizes that he's just in this for her psychokinetic ability. She sets the matchbook on fire, which really blows Dr. Cruz mind. He's like, oh, fuck yeah. Can, can we talk about the, the matchbook moving across the table real quick with the stop motion camera? <laughs> you like those effects? It was pretty awful. For as much as the Friday the 13th franchise likes to pride itself on special effects and everything couldn't they have done a better job like get some fishing line or something and smoothly pull it across the table
2: no (laughs) whoa 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 they're not they're they're an uncharted territory here you know they're used to blood they have all their experiences with death scenes you know this is you know moving things around with your mind it's
1: it's oh you're right That'd, that'd be tricky yeah, an FX they need guy to bring shows in a up. Specialist.
2: Bring a special-
1: yeah, FX guy shows up with like a duffel bag full of latex body parts and buckets of blood and little pieces of gore, and they're like, "Move this matchbook across the table." And he's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I didn't bring my extra <laughs> duffel bag for that." <laughs> well, he's like, "Do you want me to stab line, the
2: matchbook some, or some <laughs> some some clear fishing line or something?" I don't know. Let's.
1: I can make it explore. Take me into the
2: town. We'll go to the store. No,
1: let's spend six hours doing a <clears> three and a half second stop motion animation <clears> segment. <throat> Much better use of the budget. Mm -hmm. But she storms out. Dr. Crew is very satisfied with himself. And while she's staring at a picture of her father, I guess she just is overwhelmed by her, like how much she misses him and how guilty she feels for killing him. Because this is where she walks outside. She's, you know, sad about her father. She thinks she feels her father's presence in the lake. Focuses her ability on what she thinks is her father to bring him back to life, but instead brings Jason back to life. (laughs) Snaps his chain. He comes floating to the surface. He's such a dramatic uh, entrance into this situation that she passes out. Yeah, just passes right the fuck out. She is terrible at acting. Yeah. She's supposed to be acting throughout this entire movie, I assume, right? Yeah, you usually want your actors acting. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. I mean, just like the fake crying that you know is just like using so much energy in mm-hmm. her face. And just, like the crumpled up fake crying when you didn't want to go to school when you were a kid. Yep. Going from calm to angry for no reason. None whatsoever. Just, and it seemed like the best use of her acting ability was this scene where she just passes out. <laughs> like, that's the best she does. It is. And it doesn't seem like much watching Jason under the water just sort of like moving around. But the the behind-the-scenes stuff on that and how long it took to film just them, him underwater, that's Kane Hodder in all the full-body makeup, all that crap they put over his face and his mouth and the mask and all the heavy clothing and uh, fake arm pieces and stuff. And then they have him actually chained to the bottom of this lake so that he won't float to the surface because of all his makeup. And then they have a scuba diver coming in and putting a thing in his mouth for him to breathe and then them taking like 45 50 seconds worth of footage and then the scuba guy coming back in and putting it back in his mouth. So imagine that you didn't hold your breath right and you're Kane hotter and they think they have 45 seconds but you're already out of breath at 30 seconds. Yeah. Nobody can see you freaking out because <clears throat> the scene is supposed to be you freaking out. What the <laughs> fuck, man? Maybe they had like a safe word or like a safe movement or something like if uh Kane starts like flipping off the camera like that's the sim- the uh, signal yeah like need some fucking air yeah It just because uh, you're putting your faith in like I don't know the cast and crew of a Friday the 13th movie <laughs> like it doesn't seem I would have been freaking out so kudos to him for pulling that off it doesn't seem very special but there it is I explained it to you so what doesn't come across as very special it turns out is extremely special yeah well thank god thank god you explained that yeah <laughs> So um. he comes out of the lake, right? Totally decomposed. You can see his, like, sp- you can see his vertebrae. Mm-hmm. You can see like part of a rib cage. So like muscle has decomposed, skin is gone. Yep. But that jumpsuit's held up really well, Quite except well. for the back of it. Yep. It's also a different jumpsuit. It's all right. Yeah. So in these years that Jason has been under the lake, he had a costume change. Someone wouldn't redress him. Damn kids. <laughs> crazy kids. Dr. Cruz, Mrs. Shepard, find a passed-out Tina on the pier. They don't believe her, especially Dr. Cruz. These are just delusions about your father. It's just your father, Tina. You're just thinking about your father. Uh, let's see. We meet Michael and Jane, who have a piece-of-shit car that just broke down. Mm-hmm. Typical. Yeah, uh, typical. Another broken-down car. Yeah, and you think, that there are another, you think that they're just a random pair of people. But it turns out they're tied to what's going on back at the cabin. Yeah, uh, Jane has planned a surprise birthday party for Michael. Mm-hmm. And since the car's broken down, they've decided, ah, fuck it, let's go camping. Yeah, Michael just wants to camp for the night because he's tired from driving. But Jane's like, shit, I've got this surprise party planned for him. We need to get to the cabin tonight. So she has to blab the whole thing to him. And this is the thing about Nick, is that he's Michael's cousin... And these are all of Michael's friends. So these are not Nick's friends. All these people that are here at this cabin, they aren't Nick's friends. He's yeah. just there for his cousin. Yeah, Nick makes that pretty clear mm-hmm. later. And he brings his T-shirt, or Tina's shirt, back to her. All nice and folded and pressed, too. Yep. And while he's there, he invites Tina over to the house to party. You know, he even meets her mom and everything. And Tina goes over to have the party. And Dr. Cruz walks out, and he's pissed. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? We're supposed to keep her here, and we're supposed to study her, and we're supposed to, you know, have all these therapy sessions. You don't want me to take her back to the hospital, do you? (laughs) Yeah, instantly. He's constantly threatening the mom with taking Tina back to the hospital. That's his answer for everything. She gets even a little bit... Oh, you want Tina to go back to the hospital? (laughs) And... Yeah, and he has to hide it. He has to hide. He's like, "Who's that boy? Where is she going? What's happening?" And she's well, like, "He's she's just being a normal girl. We want her to have a normal life, don't we? Isn't that the end result in this?" Yes, of course. She's going back to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to the hospital. We're all going to the hospital.
2: She's a telekinetic
1: girl that killed her father when she was
2: five. I think regular girl is out of the question.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I think she's sure. fucked. Yeah, Jonathan and I got obsessed for a while with thinking about what kind of sexual things she could do with her telekinetic ability.
2: I thought briefly that like, when, when she was when she was shaking the room later, you know, all the books were coming off the shelf and oh, she when was she was having,
1: crazy when she was having the orgasm in her
2: dad's office. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking about. I thought about, I thought about her having an orgasm and how how it would be intense for the guy because. It'd be like an earthquake every time it happened.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. We were thinking about across-the-room oral sex. Yeah. Just filleting Dr. Cruz across the room. Mm -hmm. Just her having her mouth open and rocking her head back and forth. Okay, now, finally, we're getting to our deaths. (laughs) Okay. Did it feel like deaths came earlier before? Or have we just been talking about this movie for so long and the movie's not actually that far in yet?
2: They spent a little time setting up the telekinesis. You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. They're introducing a pretty crazy concept here. They have to take a little time.
1: Come on, come but, on. But man. even then, they they spent a grand total of like three or four minutes of actual movie time talking about the telekinesis thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like here's a Well, they They're, fi- they're fast. They're yeah. efficient. Oh yeah, Friday the Thirteenth just moves real quick, real fast pacing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And we've got our first couple of deaths now. And our first couple of deaths are Michael and Jane. Michael goes to take a piss. Jason sneaks up behind. Uh, is her name Jane? Is Jane right? Jane. Yeah. Jason sneaks up behind Jane, stabs her in the back of the head, I think. No, it was uh, stabs through a tree trunk, out out of her, like through the tree trunk and into her neck. Yeah, I thought he did that afterwards, though. Cause it looks like he stabs yeah. her in the back, and then he stabs her through the front of the tree. Because when he pulls that yeah, spike no, out he, of her front, it's got the fat end out. Yeah. He, like,
2: of- he does like a stab through the side of the head or something, and then... And then he pins her up to the tree afterwards. You
1: guys watch the Blu-ray? You should know more about the kill scenes you know, than I do. That's what happened. But what is that thing that he's using? I don't Jason just don't finds know,
2: like these but pieces of a, metal. <laughs> he's a stud,
1: right? He stuck her. He stuck her good. He stuck her real good. He stuck her real good. And then when yeah. uh Michael comes back from taking his piss, there's a couple of shakes. <laughs> Two shakes. Two shakes. Comes back and sees his girlfriend stabbed to the tree. Doesn't do that thing where he like walks up to the body and checks it out for a second and goes, What? What's going on? He just runs. Good for him. Yeah. Fuck it. My girlfriend's dead. Don't even check to make sure it's real or it's a joke or anything. Just take off. Mm-hmm. And Jason lumbers after him. And we get another weird throwing death. Like another throwing stab. Yeah, so it was a throwing stab. And then Jason does something else. It was a throw stab and then. Oh, yeah, yeah. He throws the thing into his back. It stabs him in the back. He's crawling away. Yeah. He lifts up the piece of metal that's in Michael's back that lifts Michael up with it and just flings his body off uh-huh. of the shard of metal that he got yeah, stabbed with. Just sort of hucks it <clears throat> off the front. Like, I need my weapon back. Thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even describe it. I just wrote, Jason destroys Michael. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. I feel like there's many moments in this movie that kind of are equal to. Uh, the girl being thrown through the window from part six. Yeah. There's a lot of extra brutal moments, like him <clears throat> kind of hefting his body off the front of the weapon. And see, before I watched this movie, I asked if it was going to be as funny or as humorous as the one before. You said no, but I think it is. With, yep. with the way that Jason goes about killing people, just the brutality, the extra obnoxious shit that Jason does, seems Pretty funny to me. Yeah, there's a joy to the way that that Kane Hodder is playing Jason. I don't know that that comedic super tone is there in this one, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure... No Bond intro? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure Kane Hodder is trying to just show everybody how brutal and fearsome Jason is, but it really comes across as kind of hilarious. (laughs) From Michael's brutal death, we now go and meet the partygoers. We've got Eddie, who's a sci-fi writer. Am I skipping over something? Because I kind of skipped over some stuff. No, no, that's right. It's the big party scene. We get to meet all the characters pretty much at once. It's a big dump of names and faces. Mm -hmm. We've got Eddie, who's a sci-fi writer. We've got David, who's the token stoner. Yep. Right? We meet Robin and Maddie, who are both simultaneously in love with David for reasons unknown. Yep. And Robin's the sluttier one and Maddie's the nerdier one. Yep. Uh, and Maddie needs a makeover. hmm. Uh, well, how am I ever supposed to meet anybody?
2: hmm. It'll just happen, like the way I met your father. <laughs> oh, God. Uh,
1: we meet. What me- was
2: it, George Bird watching?
1: <laughs> we meet Melissa, who is the snotty cunt of the group. Oh, big time. Sociopath, even. Yeah, like twisted. Uh, and let's see. At this point, we have, um, Tina being introduced around, sort of, by Nick. And yeah. it's it is pretty apparent that Melissa wants to fuck Nick. Yeah, Melissa wants to fuck Nick. And it's more than just about fucking Nick to her. It's a game. It's a big game. So, it, shit's on. Just the fact that... And, and the weird thing here, too, is that Nick is already, like, putting his arm around tina and like holds her from like you know you know like how when you grab a like a hysterical woman in a movie you grab both sides of her arms to her sides Mm -hmm. and you kind of hold her that way he holds her like that from behind and introduces her like a toy yeah he's like here this is the new girl the crazy girl next door that i found get a good look at her i'll be sticking my dick in her later yeah even though nobody at this point knows that she's crazy right they just know that she's really clumsy with suitcases yes right but at this point don't we have melissa making like crazy jokes already Maybe not yet, but they they consider her a little bit crazy because when uh, David walks in and he just takes a beer and just starts, like, chugging it all over his face. Like, he's not even trying to drink it, right? He's just shoving a beer fluid in and around his face. Again, party goers in Friday the 13th movies, the worst beer chuggers I've ever seen. Oh, just terrible. And he chokes on it, which is hilarious. He starts choking on it and spewing beer all over Melissa. And as he's choking and like flailing around, uh, Tina's looking at him and it she has this vision of a guy, of Michael, at the end of the spike he's being stabbed on, choking and flailing around, which makes her drop her beer and run away all scared. And everyone's like, Whoa, why is that crazy bitch dropping her beer in here? Is that bitch crazy? Is she fucking mental? Who drops their beer? Has she been in no, institutions she's forever? And psychic, they, they, they usually go hand in hand. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, I don't have that much experience with it. All I know is that she is badass, like a superhuman, like Jean Grey. She's like Jean Grey. I'm gonna call her JG,
1: J, JG, and the stud. Is that your favorite JG part? Of the movie? Stu- That's what this
2: movie's called Friday the 13th, part seven. JG, and the stud. <laughs> oh my god, oh sounds yeah. like a
1: really terrible morning radio show! <laughs> yeah jg and the stud J- jg and the stud welcome back everybody <laughs> you're not my father <laughs> they
2: remixed. can i get a shout out to the remix of the in this movie
1: yeah we were talking about it was
2: that
1: like, <laughs> yeah they really doubled up on it like gave it some reverb and some echo and mm-hmm.
2: oh is that the is that the industry biz is that, is that the biz talk there yeah, reverb, a little
1: bit of reverb, <laughs> mm-hmm. A little latency, a little delay on that, and latency, delay, reverb. That's that's the just new a guy. Second. That's I'm the new this guy down. coming in, and he didn't want to just throw all of his own music into this, so he used like half of it is old Manfredini stuff that he's kind of compiled and put together, and then the other half is it of it is him kind of blending it in with the old guy stuff. So it's it's not that jarring, but you can tell the music's a little bit different. I really wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> Enough to notice the difference that you brought up on your own. Moving yep. on. Moving on. We are introduced oh, to zing. Dan and some girl. Some girl? Mm-hmm. Some That's girl. how I met your father. In the woods. <laughs> so Dan and some girl are in the woods, apparently to fuck, because, you know, why not? And mm-hmm. Dan Come is... here, you big
2: hunk of man. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Dan oh, is off man. to off to walk in the woods by himself for some reason. Um, He's going to go chop wood with a machete. Oh, right. Yes, because that's the appropriate tool to go chop woods in New Jersey is with a machete. Right. Even though machetes are for chopping down rainforest, that's fine. Yeah.
2: Come on. Everybody's just, their eyes drift down to the machete and they go, oh,
1: here we go. Oh, here I know. it is. We've been waiting for it. Oh, there absolutely! It but no point to have a machete where they are camping. None, hmm. or any of them. But wait, you, what, you don't bring like four or five machetes when you go camping. Look, that's your
2: inconsistency that you're bringing up about a Friday the Thirteenth movie. That machete has no place there.
1: Right, so, and then she. So what? It's it's Dan and Judy, and Judy goes in to undress and get ready for some wood. That's right. Right. She wants her hunk of man. <laughs> and I I like this death. What, the Dan death? Uh huh. I actually have already forgotten what happens. I just put Jason brutalizes Dan and steals machete. Yeah, you see, like, Dan's doing whatever he's doing with the machete, chopping wood. And then you just see Jason walking up behind him and, like, cranking up a punch. And then he just punches through his body. And if that wasn't enough, while his hand is through his torso, poking out the other side, he grabs his neck and snaps it as well. Uh, so yeah. Just in case. And they kind of just. Throws his body He's to just, the ground.
2: You know, <laughs> right through his spinal cord. Just yeah. Poosh.
1: Yeah, because all you see is just like the blood red hole that's in Dan's body. Yeah, you even see his arm come out of the body. Like uh-huh. it just slips off. Like, pfft. It's definitely impressive. Definitely. Definitely. Nice definitely and impressive. powerful. Definitely. Nice and supernatural even. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and clips off Judy as well by breaking in the tent. Oh, yeah. Her big hunk of man comes back. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? The stud. Huh? Yep. The stud comes yeah. back. And this is actually a, yeah. a unique kill, too. I enjoy this it, kill.
2: He gives it to her against the tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a stud.
1: just wraps her up in the sleeping bag that she's already in and slams it against the tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. He gives it to her. And it, and it looks good when he does it, too, because when the, uh, that sleeping bag has like a dummy in it that's actually really heavy and then a bunch of blood. Mm -hmm. Right, just bags of blood and then in the tree that he's smacking that thing on are a bunch of razor blades so they had initially set up this scene where he's smacking that sleeping bag like four or five times against the tree until she's totally dead and each time there's more and more blood seeping out of the bag and even like spattering into the air Mm -hmm. and so nice and long and it's so heavy that he's frustrated swinging it and gets really pissed off and it looks like an aggressive fucking Jason killing somebody but then they had to chop it down and just one and done you know one good smack, throw it to the ground, she's dead. It works. But I would have liked a couple of more smacks. Am I the only one?
2: Comes comes across a little more studly though, one and done, you know? He just gives it to her against the tree. Done. Done with you.
1: Yeah, but when does Jason stop when you're dead? I mean we've seen him in other movies just macheted Tommy Jarvis the fuck out of some people. Yep. It seems mm-hmm. like yeah, she was she's dead at one, but why couldn't we go to eighteen? You know? sounds
2: like he's t- it sounds like he's becoming more like Predator, you know, polishing the skulls, putting it somewhere. He's just like... Trophy. Trophies. His little trophy room.
1: His trophy tree. Yeah, his trophy tree.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's got like a... Uh... So you're saying that he's just he's just so efficient now that he that he gets it. One and done. I Have could do two, but why the ostentatious? Have you seen him move around?
2: Yes, I'm saying he's efficient. Have you seen him move around? He is like back and forth all over the place. Doesn't even matter where the person is. He's coming. He's yep. there. Jason. Now that her, he's right. gone
1: supernatural, zero wasted steps. Yep. He is very mm-hmm. deliberate everywhere that he goes. Yep. If yeah, he's behind she has you, telekinesis, she has
2: telekinesis. How come he can't teleport? Well, right. Well, not yet. No, there's that one scene where he's in the house, killing the girl with nice tits, throwing her out the window.
1: Yeah. Almost killing the girl. And then boom!
2: <laughs> out in the forest, already caught up with everybody.
1: Bam, just like that. Oh yeah, there's tons of times. If he's running, if Jason is behind you chasing you in the woods, you can't stop ever or turn around because he'll be it behind you. It doesn't matter. Unless you're talking It doesn't Cruise. matter. You
2: can stop, bend over, don't even breathe heavy, just sit around, wait, position yourself, and then you know, then he'll show up. Always behind you. Right.
1: It's okay. You can you can talk now, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, this part confused me because we had just spent the previous evening at this party learning all these different people's names and what their dynamics are. And then the following morning, they throw two extra characters at us with Ben and Kate, the two black people. And where were they? Also, why is Kate so angry with Ben? She explains Ben has stood her up a couple different times to go hang out with the boys. She says that? Yeah. When they're all like cutting up meat at the grill. It, oh weird I did not catch her to explain anything about that but it does seem like Eddie ousts him from a lie that he had told her because Eddie's in the kitchen in the morning and he's like talking about that stupid sci-fi movie that he saw that was so great mm-hmm. and she's like whatever it sounds like a bunch of bullshit and he's like no no ask Ben he was with me and then she immediately gets this pissed off look and then Ben looks at Eddie like you fucking idiot and then Eddie goes and, like, slinks out of the room like oh, I gotta go write something yeah, so he, he got in more trouble because he was supposed to be hanging out with her instead of them. Yeah, okay, I get it now. Now everything's making sense with them making up on the staircase later and blah, 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 squid blah, blah. Squid Face. Yeah, Lady <laughs> Squid Face. And let's see, we get some good quality time, huh? We got Tina and Dan just Nick. hanging out. Oh, Nick? Why did I write? Okay, my notes here on out have them as Dan. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, because he's hanging out with her. Melissa comes downstairs, and she's like, where's Nick? It's a whole new day. Yep. I'm going to fuck that guy by the end of today. And, you know, Robin uh, calls Tina Marilyn Munster. Oh, he's out hanging out with Marilyn Munster. So they're already all hopping on this crazy train. Well, Marilyn Munster wasn't crazy, so I don't really understand. She was like the only non-crazy right. one from that show, She's right? more making fun of the people that she that Tina's staying with, isn't she? Ah the crazy doctor question.
2: did you write Dan from here on out because you thought Nick was attractive and because you secretly think that Daniel is attractive you associated the word Dan with Nick
1: Yeah, that's what I thought I wasn't going to say anything I've, I've got you mm-hmm. 14 times saying that Jason Voorhees is a stud <laughs> we're at 14 yeah
2: well that's when you guys watch movies together Jonathan cheats
1: glances over at Daniel and kind of Well, I'm surprised... Buries it deep. I'm surprised he takes any notes at all with how much we're making out. (laughs) But what's happening Mm. now? This is where they have their talk, their Mm. awkward flirtation talk, where she's like, where are you from? Where are you from? (laughs) This isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. This is where they try to one-up each other on how fucked up they are. (laughs) Yeah, and Nick loses. (laughs) So Nick, you know, he's just a troubled kid from Pittsburgh. Uh, got kicked out of his house from he had he fought with his dad all the time. Got kicked out of his house, and now he goes to night school. Yep, kind of boring for a troubled kid. But to Tina, he's got his life together. Yeah, because she tells him after meeting him a day earlier that she killed her father. <laughs> yeah, man. But she steps it up. She doesn't just go, "I kill my father." She goes, "My father died here. I think I killed him. No, I definitely killed him." <laughs> <laughs> Dan's like, "Okay." Yeah, good thing we're just here for a couple of days. I thoroughly got one-upped. And our sex later is going to be great. Not just daddy issues, but dead daddy issues It might have killed your daddy issues? Man, what? This, this is going to be some dead daddy office-shaking sex.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And Melissa, weirdo, is just, like, creeping around in the woods just watching them. Yep, they've got the point of view cam, makes you think it's Jason for a second. But Nick goes off to look, doesn't see anything. Comes back to Tina. Reports that's ah, just a pink elephant. Oh, that was so weird. Awkward, stupid chuckle. Yep. Followed with a awful kiss. An awful awkward kiss. yeah. I hate when they try and write a joke into the into the script. They don't know how to write a joke, and then the actor doesn't know how to present the joke, so it just comes off as that awkward shit. Yeah, I think you're really loosely throwing around the word actor. <laughs> yeah. Because after their little flirtation and their awkward kiss, we head back over. Everybody's grilling and talking. This must be where Kate explains why she's so pissed off at Ben. Uh, They're throwing the football around. They're having a good time. Robin and Maddie are inside cooking some food. When David kind of is walking around and both Robin and Maddie like David. And Maddie's like, hey, did you see the way he was checking me out? And Robin's like, what, you? You're not his type. You ugly fucking nerd. He's not looking at you. He must be out of your mind. <laughs> it, was- it, it was actually more brutal than that. Just the, I mean, I would say backstabbing, but it was just like stab in the throat type comment yeah, from it- Rob. It seemed like they were friends before. Yeah, they seem like they were friends, and then this dismissive, like, oh, honey, you are you need a complete like makeover, a complete overhaul. <laughs> you're just a shitty-looking person. No one in their right mind would look at you. God, you're ugly. And then that results in them having a little tiff with each other. Robin decides she's going to break her weed-smoking virginity and go smoke some weed with David. They're there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's vacation time. It's time to start doing new stuff, fucking new guys. Get some new dick. And this is this is the part that you that you were wondering about earlier, which was when M- Melissa sees that Nick and Tina are getting really really close, so she takes Eddie and makes Eddie put his jacket on backwards, and then makes him pretend like he's in a straight jacket. And she's like, "Isn't this what you're used to? Where you come from? bunch of straight jackets? Oh, you fucking crazy bitch!" <laughs> Tina goes nuts. She uses her powers for evil instead of good, Mm-hmm. or. Did I get that backwards? Either way, we've got Tina using Melissa's new pearl necklace that her daddy gave her to choke her a little bit, it seems. It seems like it's going to choke her, but then she just breaks it. Yeah. anticlimactic. She should have choked a bitch. Yeah, she should have choked her for a little bit. Either way, it's not like everyone goes, oh, what happened? Everyone goes, whoa, that was weird. Not weird enough to get up and start looking at each other. Not weird enough to be like, holy shit, Tina, what the fuck was that? Or holy shit, Melissa, what the fuck was that? Nobody. The only guy that says anything is the stoner. Who's like, holy shit. And then just cuts away. Yep. All this telekinetic shit that's going on that is unexplained to the point where some psychotherapist needs to videotape it to show proof. Yep. Everyone else sees it in a mass setting. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. No one cares. Nor does Dr. Cruz give a shit when he captures for the first time ever actual telekinetic activity on camera. Not a big deal. He just stows that away in his boring tape pile, the non-raping Tina pile. But was that the first time he caught it? Because he told her to move the matchbook, so he knows that she can move shit. Well, good, then maybe where is this? He should be rich by now all over television she should be a freak show that he carts out on a chain and makes her do a bunch of tricks but nothing they're just a bunch of people out in the woods nate you still with us buddy you've been awful silent for a while you bet i'm enthralled oh is this where tina goes back home because she freaks out about the pearl necklace thing right meets with her mom and dr cruz yeah she just wants to tell them like i'm having visions i had another vision i think i almost killed this bitch no, just visions of your dad, your your telekinetic power, and and your delusions. You don't just, want to go back to the hospital, do you? <laughs> We're sending you back to the hospital. You, just,
2: you uh, And then she just runs away, right? But she, she hurls
1: the TV at him. Yeah, hurls All the right. TV at Dr. Cruz's head. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like that part. Which is... And they they cut it short so you don't get too much of it. But right when they first lift the TV, you get that like TV on a string feeling where it kind of goes oh, like. Okay. Ooh, 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 Well, before this she run, before she runs this into the office like though, it. she sees that like shard of metal stuck into the wood. Oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And tells him about that, hallucin about that too, and how that makes sense that Jason's back, you know, and here's proof that whatever the guy from the lake is real because yes. there's a shard of metal in the wood. Yep. In the wood, uh, wood outside the house, right. So she tells him about that. No, it's just a hallucination. You're fucked up. Here, le- fine. Let's go take a look at it. Yep. And it's not there. She freaks out and she starts questioning herself. Like, no, maybe my hallucinations aren't real. You know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? And right then, as she's freaking out, uh, Dr. Cruz and her mom go away. And Nick comes up because he wants to check on her. And... Tina just goes right back into her hallucinations that she thought weren't real and says, "Uh, I think your cousin's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty sure. Do you have a picture of your cousin? Well, it just so happens I always carry a picture of my cousin. Hmm? Not just a picture of my cousin, but a picture of my cousin and his girlfriend. (laughs) Here they are. Perfect clarity, close-ups on both of their faces. She's like, yeah, he's definitely dead. What do you say to that? Just a sec, guys. i got to throw a few pictures away. (laughs) (laughs) What do you? Okay, so you saw my cousin. Do you know where his body is? Are we going to do anything about this? Oh, what? You have to go inside because you're leaving tomorrow morning? Okay, good night. (laughs) Thanks for telling me my cousin's dead. Yeah. All night sweating, walking around in the woods looking for your cousin. (laughs) God, never. Nick has to learn you never, ever, ever stick your dick in crazy. Mm -mm. Now, finally, some more deaths and a little bit of nudity. A little bit. A little bit. We we get a little bit of bush in here. Is the nudity enjoyable because of how spastic and weird the girl is? Nathan?
2: Nudity is enjoyable. Period.
1: I don't think it matters. So, Nate is saying, brutal rape-murder scene, blood going everywhere, as long as that woman is naked. Mm-hmm. Very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. She's screaming, no, no, no. Nathan's like, give me some tits! <laughs> <laughs> Can you squirm more okay. to get some more boob bounce? Yeah. Okay. This was a trap.
2: <laughs> Obviously that would make nudity uncomfortable. Would it?
1: Or would it make it better?
2: I do not believe it would make it better. I don't like the way that you're talking to me right
1: now. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me read you an interesting quote. All nudity is enjoyable uh, from Nathan Carver. That mm. that was, hmm, yeah. It's like grotesque, freak show, deformed women nudity. Remember the breasts that we saw in Freddy Krueger? Yep. Very enjoyable.
2: Male nudity, also mm-hmm. very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially yep. if it's that stud Jason, huh? Hey.
2: hey. 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 He's about to take someone's breath away.
1: That's true. Yeah, didn't, didn't. So we got, we got a little bit of bush here. I think, we had, I think we had a little bit of bush before. We've never had a flaccid penis, though. Do we... What? Are we going to... There's no flaccid penis in this. No. This okay. <laughs> gotcha. I think you kind of see that guy's balls as fucking that girl in the RV. From I don't the last think... One. You're looking way too hard. But I don't think we have I, any flaccid I penis I really yet. didn't Sorry, appreciate... Name. I really didn't appreciate when you kept pressing sta- pause on the Blu-ray at that point. That was just... <laughs> I was like, you can see his balls. You can't stop pausing it. <laughs> Anyway, we have our token skinny-dipping scene, right? Sandra, kind of spazzy, freak-show Sandra, who yeah. is uh, Russell's girlfriend, gold-digging fucking girlfriend, just admits or- she's only with him for the big bulge in his pants, which is his wallet. Yeah, or his dick. She, uh, she said wallet. Yeah, but she made it as, like, a joke, as if, haha, it's your wallet, but actually it's your big dick. I think that was her way of just, like coming out saying that she's just a gold digger with well, she, she's kind of like that. funny. Because even though she's kind of <clears throat> weird looking, she's still way too hot for this guy. Yeah. Right? And if they're trying to make this guy the the preppy academic elitist guy, they failed because he looks like the nerd. Yeah, he has zero personality whatsoever. You don't know anything about him at all except he does that like late 80s, early 90s sweater tie oh. over his shoulders and apparently he has a lot of money. That's all you know about him. Yeah, he whines and bitches about everyone eating his uncle's food. And then he dresses like a preppy bitch. And then he gets, uh, what is he, gets stabbed? What happens to him? Something happens with, like, his nose and his face. Like, Jason beats him with a club or something oh, right in oh, the he, face. He, like, he golf swings an, axe at, his an fa- axe at his face. Yeah.
2: And I love this death scene. I love it because... He approaches him and he doesn't make a sound. He just starts to crawl backwards in a weird crab thing.
1: That's true. No screaming.
2: Just immediately bitch, like I'm a bitch right away. Like no doesn't stand up to face it, doesn't doesn't run. Doesn't tell his girlfriend to run. Yeah. Doesn't tell anybody anything, doesn't yell, just starts to like back up in shock. I don't understand.
1: Yep. And then takes an axe to the face. And mm. I guess Sandra was still in the point... I think this was clubbed in like, the face.
2: I think this was club, clubbing. Oh,
1: well, he has like a big vertical deep wound in his face later when he drops from some tree. <laughs> and I mean, I guess Sandra was like still running into the lake at this point. Like, how does she not see? I think she was swimming under the water. and then Yeah, while she was she's coming
2: g- up. Uh, yeah, she came up and, and is getting water out of her eyes and putting her hair back and... I remember, because I was like...
1: Titties? Come on, titties. (laughs) Right.
2: No, I was focusing on the buoyancy of of her in the water.
1: Uh You're like, just bounce out of the water a little bit higher, Jesus.
2: Well, it had been several movies. This was the first taste.
1: Oh, no, I I get you. I was itching for it, too. Yeah, and Mm. we get the Sandra nudity from an underwater camera angle. Yep. Right? (laughs) Think body double, too. Yeah, I'm sure. So she's, you know, her, her legs are kicking around, and... So you get a little bit of bush there and mm-hmm. uh you see her tits from underneath. Yeah. With very erect nipples I noticed. So that water's got to be freezing cold. Uh, yeah, this is a it seems like every one of these movies is supposed to take place in the summer and they all get filmed in the winter. That this one's no different. <laughs> that water is actually freezing and they're out there probably getting sick. And don't you for a second doesn't it look like the camera is going to go like give you some under pussy? Yeah. Like, between the leg, like, curved lip pussy? It, it, well, it doesn't get that close, but you do have, like, the between the leg shot. Yeah, and then it starts to zoom in, and you think you're going to get it, and then it kind of dips below, like, the knees a little bit, and you're like, ah, oh, damn <laughs> And then she just, she just gets pulled under, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all we see is, yeah. is uh, Jason drowns her. So, that his, could have been done better. He's a drowner He takes her breath
2: away. <laughs>
1: <He's>, <laughs> 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 overwhelms he overwhelms her with
2: stud. his stud. Because yeah. he's a stud. That's
1: right. (laughs) Sixteen. Making tallies every time he says stud. Can I
2: share something with you? Please don't. About Eddie? Okay. That is the only role in his career where he is a live action actor. But he has a very impressive voice acting career. It's like he signed up with Disney the day after this Friday the 13th was over and just worked
1: so much. <laughs> That's weird. It, it's it's ridiculous. That is really weird. Because, yeah, I don't remember there being anything that special about his voice. And in this scene, he's just talking about, he's talking to himself about mummy movie ideas. The star mummy, yeah. right? Yeah, and he's twirling himself around and all the decorations from the party, just being a fucking weirdo uh, Ben and Kate are making out or not making out making up mm-hmm. Kate this. loves Ben squid mm-hmm. face squid face and um, Robin me- and David are dancing and David says that he likes Robin so much because she hardly sweats yeah what Eddie's with a lot of big, sweaty women. I'm just used to fucking sweaty, fat chicks. This is a real change for me. This is where Maddie goes to get her makeover, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Makeover.
1: Anyway, so after her <laughs> makeover song. Yeah. Uh, makeover, 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 Jason. <laughs> it's Jason dragging Sanders' lifeless body out of the lake. Yeah, that was cool. They had like tinted with red light and everything. It looked really dark. That one particular little scene was nice. Dragging her out. Yeah. It just it just shows that Jason is collecting bodies. Mm-hmm. That one is no, not no, getting no, away.
2: No no. 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 He's taking her into the woods. He's gonna
1: give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's you gonna know put it. his rotting vertebrae penis into this dead chick. Oh, and this is when Melissa is at her, she's almost at her most sociopathic, right? She kind of slinks into the kitchen where Nick is standing and she's like, hey, so we going to fuck or what? And he's like, what did you do to that girl Tina earlier that made her all mad? And she's like, whatever, all fair and love and war, you know, like, I'm just here because you're a game and I'm going to fuck you as part of my game. And he's like, I don't even like you. (laughs) It's just straight up like, you don't interest me at all. Yeah. I don't like you at all. And her response, you don't have to like me. Yeah. Oh, uh oh. That's she's, when you back away a little bit. Yeah. That's when that's when the crazy's flashing out. Yeah. And she walks all the way into the other room and grabs Eddie while just locking eyes with uh Nick. Like just staring at Nick the whole time while she's like flirting all over Eddie and being like, I'm gonna fuck you now to make him jealous. Nick? Dan. Dan? Nick. Nick. It's Nick. Uh, Dan's dead. Uh, Nick's a pussy. Nick could have had so much fucking tail at this party if he cared. Yeah, he could have had all of them. Instead, he decided to go all in with the crazy chick. Yeah. Who, at the very
2: least, he could have just gone into the bathroom with her for a few minutes and let her, you know... Go on. Mm-hmm. Suck on his dick.
1: Okay. No, can you Wait, no. More details and slow it down. Yeah, could could you paint a picture for us, please? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, she would she'd get down on her knees and she would... Um, She'd slowly unbutton his pants and undo the zipper, pull out his throbbing member, and lick Lick the tip a little okay, bit. Okay, you can stop. Time. I'm done. Well, <laughs> is Nick a zipper fly or button fly type of guy? Mm. I don't know. He seems like a zipper guy. He seems like a wrangler kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Needs a, needs a U shape, you know? Can't handle the
1: V. And I know I know that he's, that she said her daddy gave it to her, but maybe Nick gave her that pearl necklace. mm-hmm <laughs> Okay, John. Melissa says that her dad gave her a pearl necklace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? We're just expanding on that. <laughs>
2: just listen to it. the way that Daniel says "mhm." It's like
1: all, all I hear is "mhm." Sure, he did. <laughs> yeah, you bet he did. Yeah, he did. Yep. Oh yeah. Thick ropey pearl necklace. Sure he mm. did. No, not Jason's. Jason's would be cloudy and yellow, with some blood. <laughs> okay, okay, that's enough. I think that's enough. <laughs> Don't talk about Jason that way, alright? <laughs> He's a stud. He's a stud. All right. Jason finally gets to the cabin.
2: Ding seventeen. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> Got it. Very often I have thought of doing Friday the thirteenth, part seven, volume two, which would follow what happens to the characters. What we didn't really see was the final scene where Jason actually resurrects from the bottom again. He comes up and kills a fisherman. Uh, and he's back. Were I to have the opportunity to do this, I would have followed uh, Tina's story as she is taken back to the asylum and accused of all the murders. We would have a whole new story where Jason goes in after the inmates and the doctors and the nurses. That would have been fun. You know, I think people also like a continuing story. We crave that. That's why the soap operas work. Well, you know, uh,. Might be a good idea. Uh, It was always a good battle between the two of them. She did survive, so could have come back and done something else, and then I could kill her. Dr.
1: Cruz, he's in his office. He's, I don't know, freaking out about some stuff. He lets us know, as the audience, that he actually did find that spike from earlier, and he's been keeping it in the desk. When? When did he find it? We went to go look for it. He must have pocketed it and then been like, see? Look, this bitch is crazy. No, but they go right out of the house to where the spike is. He goes out first. Does he? Yeah, and then they follow. And so he's taking it by the time they get out there. So he takes it and just, like, tosses it aside real quick, calls her a crazy cunt, and they all go back inside? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he wants her at full stress, right? He doesn't want her to, like, start thinking that she's okay. He wants her to keep thinking that she's crazy.
2: What a fucking asshole. Let's find out what happens to him.
1: Yeah, he's got the spike. Melissa's doing more of her sociopathic stuff and manipulating Eddie. Uh... And then Tina's mom starts snooping around in Dr. Cruz's office. Nope. Her dead husband's office. Her dead office. husband's office, sorry, that Dr. Cruz has uh, been setting up shop in. She finds the spike in the drawer. Mm-hmm. She finds some of his notes. Uh, she finds a videotape that just, she just starts playing. Well, she, she finds the notes, and you see her face change. Like, she doesn't approve of what she's reading. Right. And she's so, on to his little game. So she wants to see the homemade sex tape that this doctor's made with her daughter, Right? Is that why she's kind of scared when she puts the tape in? Because she's like, am I going to find my crying daughter slowly pulling her shirt over her shoulder? She's really hesitant. She's yep. going to see a video. It's terrible. <laughs> no, she is really hesitant when she puts the videotape in. And so on the video, mm-hmm. we have Dr. Cruz uh, presenting his case of what he's using Tina for and the telekinesis and how he has to keep her at an uncomfortable state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's, he's been antagonizing her this entire time with no real intention of helping her out, trying to get her to show off her gift. The mom is on to this now. And we cut over to Dr. Cruz, just strolling around in the woods, thinking to himself. And then he stumbles across Michael's dead body that's been jammed into this tree mm-hmm. and sees another one of those spike thingies laying on the ground. What is that thing? Is it a tent spike? Does it hold your tent down? Is it like part of some boating equipment? I, what is that thing? You know, it looks like... The metal that's used for like a garage door. Right? Yeah, it looks like a piece of something else. Yeah. So it leads me to believe that when Michael and Judy died at the beginning, they weren't really that far from the cabin. Why did Michael want to set up camp? <laughs> he was just like, so just, tired. Dude, just walk a hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah, because when she takes off later in the car, she sees their car like re- really quick. It's yeah. not that far away. Yeah, but this is when Dr. Cruz comes back in, finds... Tina's mom snooping in his office. They have a little argument. This is where he's real strong about threatening to take her back to the hospital. He's like, I'll do it against your will. I'll do it against everybody's will. I'll I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to commit her. Mm-hmm. And do doctors have this power? Can, can they just commit you without your parent or guardian's consent? They can if they think that you're a real violent threat to yourself or to others. Then they can claim that whole angle. So it's fair then because she launched a TV at his head. Yes, and she almost killed a girl with her own necklace. So yeah, it might be fair to commit her. Yeah. Okay. And Tina is just you know walking outside and happens to listen in on them talking, freaks out, steals the car keys, takes off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. She sees the she sees Michael and uh, uh, Michael's car parked off on the side of the road as she's driving out. She has a weird vision of Jason killing her mom. Yeah. Just Jason just disemboweling her mom. Yeah, in the middle of the road. That causes her to freak out. She kind of skids out of control and crashes. Mm-hmm. That is, don't glance over that.
2: That's awesome. Because he has given it to her mom. Oh, right? yeah, he is. Yeah. In the middle of the of the road, like he's he's moving the knife around in circles, you know. Mm-hmm. She's kind of he's flailing. Like, he's, gra- he's grabbing her by the head or whatever, and just like give, just giving it,
1: you know. Her toes great. are kind of coming off the ground every couple of times as he jams it in there a little harder. Oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. giving her the business. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck yeah, it's great. And after and after she crashes, sad. she just runs off into the woods, not back down the road, mm-hmm. off into the woods, as you do. That's what people do in these movies. They go, ah, 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 and they run in a random direction. Mm-hmm. Were, were you guys hoping that you were going to see Maddie's tits? <laughs> <laughs> no? Am I the only one? I was like, they, they doctored was, this nerdy girl up? I was curious. Up. I was curious. Curious is a good word for it. What What she was getting all dressed up for. Yep. Do her breasts have that same pulled back jowl look that her face does?
2: <laughs> or I was kind of like, oh maddie's got some nice legs that's and the then... only
1: redeeming quality that she has yep. she's got the sunken chin because after maddie's done dolling herself up she's like okay i'm solidified, i'm ready let's go do this mm-hmm. let's go find where david is uh outside she goes right outside wouldn't he be at the party yeah it just because he's in, does she think that he's out there smoking weed he's had no problem smoking weed in the house so far So she's just outside. And it'd be one thing if she just kind of went out and was like, hey, you guys out here smoking weed? No? Okay. But she goes out and then just starts going into the woods. Yeah. it Goes outside just calling, David? David? Like, she just expects him to be out there. Yeah. Awkwardly plonking around in those too-big-for-her white high heels. Mm -hmm. And then loses her earring, more astonishing, finds her earring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? She's gone through, uh, we don't know... What, maybe an eighth of a mile away? You could have dropped it anywhere over the last 200 yards, and it's right Thank there next you. to her feet. Yep. Thank God. But.
2: Oh, oh, it was, it was the way it happened. Oh, my, where did my earring go? I'm just going to randomly search in the dark, in this <laughs> <Yeah>. thick grass. <laughs> Bingo! Oh,
1: yes. Save my that cheap was, piece of costume jewelry. <laughs> that was close. Mm-hmm. And then what is it that makes her run off towards the barn? Does she see Jason in the woods? Nope. Dead Russell falls from the tree. Oh, that's what it is. And she has a great scream. She (laughs) does. She actually, one person in this fucking movie who can scream. Yeah. And it happens to be the stubby, ugly one. (laughs) And that
2: part's great because Jason looks a little guilty like he was trying to put him up in the tree and he didn't get him lodged in there right and just, like, ah, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of peeks out from the the trunk. Oh. Oh. Did that fall? Another one.
1: Yeah. He's like, I wasn't supposed to fall all the way. (laughs) God. Yeah. The, the one-time, very, to, very deliberate, to, yeah. very efficient Jason screws mm-hmm. up. Yeah. He wanted a hang and a dangle and some screaming and some running. He, yeah, he flubbed it. Didn't get the dangle. Yeah. And how sad, like, we didn't see the extended version of Maddie's death. But I feel like for how long they built up with her squirming around in the barn and hiding here and hiding there and Jason walking in and walking out and looking around for shit, I feel like they were building up to, like, a really intense, gory death. Which they should have been, you know, and they probably did, right? I mean, isn't Maddie the equivalent of like, whatever that Afro retard was in in the previous movie that we're all glad he died? What was his name? Joey? Joey? <laughs> isn't she like Maddie's Joey? Isn't she like the female Joey? Right? She's the outcast; no one gives a shit. Yeah, but she's not an- like she's not annoying. You don't like you don't hope that she dies. She's just the least socially adept. Am I the only one that hopes she died? You were hoping that she was dead. I just I was kind of curious to see one of, one of her tits, just one of them. But yeah, for all the there was so much build up here. I feel like the death was supposed to be really dramatic. He just bursts his arms through the wall where she's hiding, and you see a crowbar go towards her face, and then it just cuts completely away. It wasn't a crowbar. It was like a like a hand, like a sickle. Yeah, it might have been a sickle. I saw him pick up a crowbar earlier in the scene when he's walking around, so I assumed it was that. But it looks much more curved when it's coming. Yeah, to it's, her face. it's it's yeah, it's a sickle. It's you know the instrument that's on like the communist symbol yeah sickle right so he just slices into her with that we assume we assume yeah. that because it cuts away you hear some screaming it's the outside of the barn we don't get to see anything thanks MPAA and another weird just happenstance just like Tina didn't go back down the road instead she went out in the woods Nick going to look for her instead of going down the road to look for her goes into the woods and mysterious and miraculously finds her yeah <laughs> just you know Happens to run into her, which makes the whole Michael situation that much more perplexing. I told you he's following her around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is following her around. How many villains do we have in this movie? We've got Dr. Cruz. We've got Tina, who's who we've already established at the beginning is a villain, right? A murderer. A murderer. And now we have Nick, who's like the psychopath stalker. Mm hmm. But there's a lot going on here, because it's Nick finding Tina in the woods. It's Dr. Cruz and Tina's mom finding Tina's crashed car. And, and and then everyone's fucking. Everyone. You've got David and Robin. Mm-hmm. Right? You've got Melissa cock-teasing Eddie. Yep. And then Ben and Kate fucking ben. in a van. Yep. They've made up. Everybody's having sex. Except for Maddie, who's dead. Now, these deaths... One in particular we did watch the extended version of. So, so much better than the the one that was put into the movie. But Ben and Kate, they're fooling around. They hear someone beating on the car. They think it's Michael who's come back, finally, late to the party. That's Michael, always getting arrested for drunk driving <laughs> and showing up late to parties. And so they're going to surprise him by popping out of their van. They pop out of their van. No one's there. Ben gets out, and he's... Blowing on this like party noise maker, like one of those. <laughs> it was just. I love this part. I could. I could just watch him walk around the van and blow that thing into the dark all day. And Jason just comes out of nowhere and just grabs his head and gives him a good old fashioned barehanded skull crushing. Jason's best skull crushing to date. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the skull. If affair. you see the extended cut, you would be. Yeah. In the movie, all you see is him squeezing his head. You see some fake blood kind of drip over his hands, and then they cut away. Yep. You hear some, probably some crunching sounds as well. In the extended mm-hmm. cut, they have developed this full-on accordion skull dummy that is just full of blood. Oh, yeah. That skull pops like a zit. And as he's squishing down on it, and it's like folding against itself, and you hear all the crushing bone and everything, they show a side view where blood just explodes out of the mouth and explodes out of the eyes as they get crushed down and you see the whole face just getting fucking squished into like a two inch square ugh all of that cut all of it (laughs) terrible and then Kate she almost gets like an afterthought death almost like Jason forgot she was there and he's like what do I have around oh that noisemaker (laughs) that annoying noisemaker that Ben was just pissing me off with when he was just blowing her (laughs) yeah Jason just jams that thing right in her face. Just right in the eye. Mm-hmm. Eh, kind of lackluster. Yeah. yeah, not too special. Later Ben, later Kate. Melissa, once she realizes that her little plan to try and make Nick jealous doesn't, is not working, and she's got Eddie and his whitey tighties just grabbing and groping all over her, she's just like, she's so brutal. Yeah, she just stops everything she's like listen I was just using you and abusing you to make Nick jealous I thought he'd come in here and catch us to start having a, about to start fucking and then I could go over and fuck him but he's not gonna come in here so get your filthy gross body off of me this is over you know at least she told him right to his face and he yeah both you guys wanted her, him to kill her oh yeah but he's used to rejection guys alright he's been rejected by some of the best science fiction magazines in the world in the country, didn't he say? Oh, in the country, sorry. In the continental United States. Yeah. So, he's used to failure. He's just going to go beat off in the bathroom. Not shy about <laughs> he's it. He's got a date with soap on a rope. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're just using me? Not a problem. I'll just go knock one out in the shower and go read some comic books. <laughs> Been here before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tina Nick find Michael's body, finally. And Nick, is he sad even? do not like it. I don't, really remember, like I don't it. remember if he's sad or not. He's like, oh, my cousin. Okay. Next. Yeah. it's like well, you already told me, so the shock's worn off. It's
2: probably like how people feel when they're in war. You start to see death everywhere, and you just you're just in a constant state of different perception. Yeah, right? he's just
1: shell shocked by the whole thing.
2: Yeah, everything's fucked up, and you are now in
1: fucked up land. Yep, and you may never be the same again. Yep. So what do we do? We go back. We see Jason pull the power out. He, like, takes the big power cord and tears it out of the wall. You're skipping over the intro of, of Robin and, and David. Well, this is this is going to Robin and David because they're fucking when the power gets torn out. N- nothing about Robin? Nothing? What do you mean? I thought we were going to talk about a little nudity here. That's what I mean. Like, when he tears the power out, we go over to them fucking, and they, you see a little bit of her boobies. And then they get... <laughs> and then they get... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And He's he's a Neanderthal. He's got to go forage and get some food and eat. And so he goes downstairs after giving her some flashlights. And then we get our bunch of our titty shots in between there. You know, she sits up. We get to see some titties. She covers them up. Later on, she goes to put her shirt on. We see some more of her titties. She's got nice boobs. Mm-hmm. She made a career off, her, off of her boobs. Did, oh, she? Did, did she go on to do some uh, Shannon Tweed sort of... Uh, Softcore porn. Would you like a
2: brief rundown of some of the movies she was in after this? Stab yeah, me. But could you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you sing um, it?
2: How us? about Vice Academy Part Three? <gasps> Part Three. Not even good. That's enough the best for one. one too.
1: Vice Academy Part
2: Four.
1: Are there as many Vice Academies as there are Police Academies? Vice Academy Part. <laughs> Five Vice Academy in Moscow Virtual Encounters oh, oh, oh. Vice Academy Online Yeah. The Exotic House of Wax The Exotic <laughs> House of Wax So she went straight into porn? Or, soft, or softcore Academy porn? Vice Academy Part 6 Lots of Vice Academies out there Is These, is this hardcore porn or is this softcore? These sound like softcore South Beach Academy. Yeah, these sound like softcore porns. And that's funny. Night
2: Realm. Yep. Let's continue. Does she, wait, does Real. she remind
1: you of someone? Because Jonathan had this nagging feeling the whole time that she looked like someone or was from somewhere. And did you come to some sort of conclusion about it? Or, you no. know, after. She has a big mouth. Yeah, after the list of movies that you've read off, maybe it's just from staying up late at my dad's house when I was a kid watching Skinemax. Yeah. I don't. That could have been from there. I don't know. I think I've seen a couple of Vice Academies. Or at least, like, the first 20 minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah. And one more time. Makeover, 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 makeover,
1: makeover, makeover, makeover.
2: makeover, makeover. makeover.
1: <laughs> so, Robin's titties. Dave is going downstairs to get some food. David gets stabbed in the stomach. Pretty run-of-the-mill. Yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah. boring. But that was the cool scene with the lightning flashing... Right, and you see Jason in the corner just staring at him. Yes, as he's rummaging through the fridge. Yeah, that was the cool scene. Yeah, you don't usually get to see him just lurking. You always get the moment when he's just right there. Right.
2: He's going upstairs. He's going upstairs to throw a jab into her. Mmm. Little one two. Little one two. Little. Th- it's gonna, th- gonna piss on her and shit She's on her. Gonna throw a jab into her. That's right. You got it. He's a stud.
1: That's 20. Now this part, this part's weird because uh, uh, Chris, Nick and <laughs> Steve. Tina, yeah Steve, Nick and Tina get back to the cabin. There's so much going off into the woods and then coming back, going off from the woods, and coming back. It's very hard to keep track. So they've been out in the woods. Now they're back. Now it's her turn, just like her mom, to find out that Doctor Cruz is full of shit. He knew where that spike was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finds it in the in the drawer. She also finds a collection of her dad's, which is like a scrapbook of Jason articles. Yeah, he's got a file folder of Jason uh, newspaper articles. Yeah, so it's, it's either her dad or Dr. Cruz. I'm assuming it's her dad that's obsessed with Jason and is clipping articles out, right? Well, otherwise, yeah. what, is she, what is she looking at? Where is that from? Well, there was a reason. In, in my mind, there's a reason why her dad at the very beginning is freaking out so much that she's going to the lake. Oh, because he's all about the Jason lore, and he knows that the lake is a dangerous area. Seems like it. Maybe his wife is like, will you stop talking about Jason? And he's like, he's a real threat, you bitch. And he hits her, and then Tina runs off to the lake. Maybe that's what they are fighting about. Uh, I think that is what they were fighting about. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, you want to write another movie here? We've already done it. Done. I know. Let's get 20 teenagers to kill. Yeah. There's no finding for any of this.
2: this. Who cares why it's in the drawer? It's a Jason movie. Come on. <laughs>
1: But her fear of those articles makes her go into her full-on psychokinetic orgasm. Oh yeah. Well, and poor timing too because she has just given Dan Nick 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 her dad's gun. Yeah. Right. And now the room violently shakes. Do you think maybe Nick would kind of freak out a little bit? Maybe squeeze the trigger. She, <laughs> Fire a live round in the office. His instinct takes over, and he recognizes her as a threat, and he just right. takes her down. <laughs> Doesn't even think about it. Yep. Whatever. Right? When he immediately thinks she was possessed, her eyes roll back a little bit, the room starts shaking. Yeah. Just empty the clip and do it. she's fucking evil. Let's yep. get rid of this.
0: Nope.
1: Doesn't even worry about it. I mean, she's already killed her dad. Nathan. Hmm. I don't know if you paid enough attention to remember this one part in particular. But Eddie's downstairs, he's pissed off that Melissa has told him off he's rummaging around through the gifts that have been left there for Michael and he has this electronic device that he like hovers over the gifts that makes weird like beeping sounds and he uses that device to like help him pick out a gift to open what is that thing? Do you even remember the scene? Do you remember the character? I remember the scene this is part seven. The new blood. <laughs> I remember the scene.
2: Jason comes up behind him while he's fucking around with the presents or whatever.
1: Yes, that is how he gets taken out. But just what is that thing? So he uses this black box. You don't know what
2: the thing is, or you know what the thing is. I don't know what the is. thing is.
1: He uses this black box that looks like an. Because older... he's a
2: sci-fi nerd, right? It's not supposed to be anything. It looks like a it's radar to be detector. Some weird fucked-up thing that some geeky sci-fi guy is playing with. He constantly makes references to sci-fi
1: character archetype nonsense. Right, like so, he just, he, so he just has some arbitrary noise-making electronic even device. Even when he gets
2: turned down by her in the bed upstairs, he's like, what, what does he say? Well, I've been turned down by some sci-fi blah 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 yeah, before. Yes, some magazines and stuff, yeah. Like, immediately... Every sentence he has that he talks about himself He has to use the words psi and fi I don't understand why Melissa didn't want to fuck this guy I know You know why he didn't want to Well why she didn't want to fuck him I'll tell you I'll tell you I want you guys to lean in though Okay I'm going to tell you why Am I
1: lean into my headphones
2: <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why You ready Because he's not a stud Makeover, 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 <laughs> makeover, 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 makeover. Jason's a
1: stud. 22. Stud. And so he decides to open up this gift that I swear to God looks like a fucking liquor bottle. Yeah, yeah. when it's in the wrapping. It looks like a liquor bottle. To me, that's the only thing that would have made sense at this moment. It's like, okay, cool. I'm First thing, I'm already pissed off. I'm bummed out. I just fucked a soap on a rope. I'm going to drink myself to death.
2: Yeah, soap on a rope. What the fuck is he talking about? How can you...
1: You... Well, you just cut a little hole in the middle. You lather the rope? I don't know. It it doesn't matter. And so... Thank you. No,
2: actually, thank you. Thank you for that. Hole (laughs)
1: in the middle. There you go. That's that's one way you could do that. (laughs) And so he opens up the liquor bottle, but it's not a liquor bottle. It is a penis enlarging kit. Yep. Hmm. And when he opens it up, it's actually just a magnifying glass. Yeah, it's like What's, a Spencer's gift from yeah, 1988. Yeah, well, I'm glad all of Michael's friends are dying. Mm-hmm. If someone gave me that shit for my birthday, you know, you just wouldn't be my friend anymore. Mm-mm, just break it. But just as Eddie is enjoying this peenage enlargement magnifying glass, maybe about to use it on himself, mm-hmm. Jason walks in, and it took me a couple of times of watching this movie to realize that he doesn't get decapitated. No, he just hacks his throat. Yeah, he just kind of chops <clears throat> down on him a little bit. And then Robin's upstairs. She's, Finally decides to put some clothes on. Yeah, giving us some more booby time by d- putting on a nice shirt. She stumbles out in the hallway. She's looking for anybody to be awake, really. She's mm-hmm. checking all the doors. They're all locked. Finally, the only one that isn't locked is David's room. Even though David... she's even though She was she, just with David. Yeah, but I think David was in her room. Fucking her because she goes into his room where all his drugs and everything are laid out everywhere. Right. And terrible, terrible trope moment with a cat coming out of the closet. (laughs) Whose cat is it? Where has this cat been the whole time? It's been in this closet. It's been locked in the closet for we don't know how many days.
2: Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I was watching that scene with Chelsea and she starts to walk towards the closet and I was like, man, he's fast. He's in the closet. <laughs> How did he get in the closet? How did he get in there? And she said, he's not in the closet. It's a trope. She called it. And I said, really? And then she goes, and it was the cat. And I was reminded. I was like, oh,
1: time for you to die, just like Alice. Remember what happened
2: to Alice? Ah, uh,
1: Another cat moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were thinking about the waitress mm-hmm. from part five. There's a cat moment in there. Oh, I know the classic
2: ones. Beginning in number two, man. Yep, oh, that's right. Pops that out. cat comes out of comes out of there. Really well done, too. That's probably the best cat thing, no,
1: cat trope. The best cat seen. one was was in part five, where the, someone off camera just hurls that fucking cat across the diner. <laughs> no,
2: the best the best one was at the beginning of part two. End of discussion. The best
1: one is this one, guys. Let's be honest. The best one is in the beginning of part two. God Stop damn it. it! It's a cat that's been in the closet for Stop potentially it. one week. Ugh. Just God. shitting and pissing in there. <laughs> starving starving. Mm-hmm. But she sits down to pet the cat for a little while. God. She puts her hand into a goopy little like blood pile. She oh. freaks out as she realizes that it's... Whose head? It's gotta be David's head, right? This is weird, oh. because this head shows up all over the house. Because It can't be Eddie's head, because Eddie's head is still attached. Right. And Eddie's head just happened. Right. So this has to be He must have stabbed David in the stomach in the kitchen and then cut his head off, took it up into his bedroom and left it there. Uh, Robin finds it, screams. When she screams, Jason hears her and bursts into the room. They have a little tussle, and he just hurls her out the window, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And when she's falling, it's feet first out of a two-story window. She lands on her stomach. Mm Mm-hmm. Out of a two-story window. It's, Jonathan does not want to think that she's dead. She can't be dead. I mean, she could be hurt. Also, she gets thrown out the window back first in one shot, and then in the next shot, she's flying frontwards out the window. And you can see that stunt man or stunt woman just keeping their head down as hard as they can, hoping the wig doesn't fly off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jonathan, we're laughing. At, we're, Jonathan and I were laughing about this next part because Nick and Tina get into this big argument about him not wanting to leave her alone <laughs> and then they finally decide on leaving her alone. Yeah. Yep. Nick and Robin and not, I'm sorry, Nick and Tina. No, I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go look for everybody. No, we're going to stay right here. I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to go look for everybody. Okay. What? I'll stay here alone. Okay. Yeah. And then we're over to uh Tina's mom and Dr. Cruz. My favorite scene. <laughs> running around in the woods. And You know They're arguing a little bit. He's pissed off. He wants them to go back. She wants to keep looking. Finally, he's like, fuck it. I'm terrified out here. I'm just going to leave you out here. Because he's already seen a dead body out there. Yeah, she knows there's something happening out there. I'm just going to
2: guess that your favorite scene is where he uses her as a human shield. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely it is. That is so great, yes. Because in their argument, Jason walks up behind them and... I guess they there's a there's a small chase scene where they run around first, mm-hmm. but eventually Jason catches up and he just holds her. Doctor Cruz just holds Tina's mom in front of him, like please stab her first. Yep. Okay,
2: there's there's two things going on here, okay? One thing is we already know that this actor is better at acting when
1: he's playing dead the whole time. Who, Bernie? So yeah. He's better as an actor when he's Bernie than than as Dr. Cruz.
2: Yeah, he's horrible at blocking. A part of the reason why it looks so awful is because it's not because he's actually using her as a human shield and he's awful person. It's because he's like holding her out blocking-wise so that he can she can get stabbed properly from a filming perspective. Same thing happens later when he dies. He like sits down and and stares waiting to die (laughs) Mm -hmm. it
1: goes on for too long that's fine he he can be bad at blocking but I like to think that he just thrusts her in the way because he's that kind of guy yeah I mean Tina's mom had been calling him a fucking coward for a while now and here we see him being and she screeches when she screams oh god could you yell Tina a little bit less shrill please yeah no I'm really glad that uh gunt mullet dies Gunt. gunt mullet. Wow. You should say Gunt wallet. Oh, right. wallet. You know? <laughs> wallet. Oh, right. Gunt-wullet. Created something. Old-wullet-gunt. Wullet. Mash it all together. So we, I guess Dr. Cruz gets away from this experience, right? He manages to get away because Tina's out in the woods later and crosses paths with Dr. Cruz. Mm-hmm. And she's like, where's my mom? Why are you covered in blood? Uh, uh, your mom's fine. Yeah, uh, in this like the only time where we have someone actually escape jason in a chase scene oh, good question it, it is weird that he gets away momentarily he doesn't get away completely no but
2: i want them to create a list of weapons for each movie and explain which weapon he used in which scene i want to know what the fuck that Motor-driven circular saw blade. Yes. At the end, I don't know what the, the fuck industrial that thing was. weed whacker. The weed whacker where chainsaw. The fu- yeah. Where did he get that shit? No
1: idea. No, the the uh, the barn where he killed uh, Maddie. Mm-hmm. It was like this mm. huge tool shed thing that had all these tools and shit Just hanging. A whole bunch of goodies. That's, so that's why
2: it took him so long to get her because he was distracted. He was,
1: stockpiling. He was browsing
2: the wares. Kid in a candy
1: store. Yep. Mm, there it is. There it is. Doing you a little guys. eeny, meeny, miny metal. Nothing gets by
2: you guys, you know? Penis pumping machines, magnifying glasses, weird metal detectors. That's why we're here. Industrial weed whacking saw blade. We're here to explain craziness. these movies
1: in such detail that you never thought was possible. Yeah. Sickles and
2: scythes <laughs> and the crescent half moons. Literally to make you blades. sick
1: with detail. Exhaustive <laughs> wow. analysis. I am <laughs> sick with <laughs> You're detail. Sick. And he, I'm sick with detail. And there's a, there's a little part here when he's when he's maneuvering with that industrial weed whacker with the full-on metal saw blade on it. Because uh, it, it, it goes off for a second, right? Yeah. He's chasing he him and it's it making off. a bunch of noise and it turns off. And then that's not the kind of machine that you can just like crank back up and just go to town on. It is Jason. No, Jason does this little thing where he tries to hide it from the camera so you don't see it. But he cranks it, and then he has to kind of like twist the key and press the choke button a couple of times to get it going right. And he does that all with his glove in the corner of the screen so you can't really see it. But he's got to finagle it. Jason's got to get a little bit agile and think about it for a second and get the choke going. Okay, let twist that right. Okay, I can pull that. <laughs> he's got to do a little bit of that before he can jam it into Dr. Cruz's stomach. And it's interesting because I'm assuming Jason has never seen this no. tool before ever. No. no. Right. He, he died in the 50s or early 60s. He's never seen anything like this before. But he knows how to use it. No, Yeah. He knows how to put pointy things into people. He's not so good on machinery. And this is another death that's completely just right destroyed by the MPAA. Right. He knows how to put
2: pointy things in people. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like yeah. a stud. Fucking stud. 23. Yeah. <laughs> you, Jason.
1: Because... I don't know, we're expecting with all this zooming the blade at the camera that they do that we're going to get this just brutal, squishy mess once he Mm -hmm. jams into his stomach. But he just jams it in there. We don't even get to see it. It cuts away. And it's such a shame that the MPA would cut that because so much went into that. You know, you see Mm -hmm. this new creative weapon that Jason has and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the director in the behind the scenes, he's like, no, literally like 150 man hours of uh, special effects work just got completely cut out of the film. He's like, why do we even hire these people? Like, everybody in the behind the scenes was just like, fuck the MPAA and fuck everything they stand for and fuck them for wasting our time and our money. Huh. So, with Dr. Crew's death, that's the 14th death. We only have one more. The sociopath, Melissa. But let's not jump to her just yet. No, not yet. Because now we're coming to Tina facing her nemesis of Jason Voorhees, realizing that her hallucinations and visions are real. Yep. And Jason she is... She also finds the, the tree, the body tree. She finds the body tree. Which has Kate, Sandra, Maddie, and Russell. And she finds her mom's dead body in the woods. And she finds her mom's dead body. Yeah, a lot of dead bodies she's coming across. Yeah, the dead body tree just reminded me of the movie Three Hundred. Mm-hmm. You know where they stapled like all the villagers and whatever to yeah. that tree. I feel like Jason's getting to that point, point. and weirdly, it made me feel like weird Christmas time feelings in my stomach when I saw the the body tree. I was like, "Oh, Jason, the festive Voorhees tree." Yeah, you can you can see where he's trying to decorate. He's not that good at it because he's kind of a monster, but you can see he's trying. <laughs> but yeah. The scene where she stumbles out into the street, and she's at one end, and Jason is at the other end, and they're looking at each other, and she realizes her delusions are real. He's like, oh, shit, bitch, it's time to face off. I like that. I like that little high noon, you know, dual moment. And she doesn't waste any time. Mm. I mean, she goes right to using her telekinetic powers that she wasn't so good at before. Yeah, now she can call on them instantly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I guess in the middle of this terrifying scene facing off with this demon that she now knows is real, she can concentrate fully. hmm Enough to, what, drag him down into a mud puddle with a tree? Yeah. Yeah, she uses a tree to wrap his legs up and drags him down to a puddle and then tears a power line down and just sticks it in the water. And and, zaps the fuck out of him. Yeah, electrocutes him real bad. And then he just crashes face down in the puddle, but of course he's not dead. You know, all she has to do is just walk up to him and check on him, and then he's back to life again, mm-hmm. and they're back in a chase. He's mode. been electrocuted before. Maybe this gave him more power. That's what I was thinking the whole time. He's getting electrocuted. He should be like, "This is how I came back to life." You're like, just like, giving me more doing? strength. And what? Tina runs off into the cabin. Yeah, she runs back to the cabin, and if we've been waiting for it, when is he gonna throw a body through the window? He's not. He's gonna throw himself through a window this time. Yep. Now's the time. Yep. C- great window crashing scene. He already threw
2: Robin through a window.
1: Oh, that's true. He threw her out of a window. We usually get one where they're coming inside to freak you out because you're the last survivor. Fuck <laughs> off. Oh right? No,
2: no, no, no. We need an internal throw.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs>
1: Terrible. And yeah, well, it's what you do. well, what you do when you're a stud is you throw yourself through a window. <laughs> am I all right? Fucking A man. Fucking stud. Mm-hmm. 23. <laughs> yeah. And there's you a bunch 23 24. 24. And there's a bunch Dude. of telekinetic stuff that goes on here now. <laughs> the mid-air decapitated headbutt. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a bunch. First she tries to lock him out, like close the doors on him, put furniture in front of it. He just throws that shit away and opens the doors. Yeah, and Jason's realizing like what the fuck is happening? Yeah, he must like, be so weirded out. He's like, like "What?" When when I chase bitches at the end of movies, this never happens before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <what not? laughs> and then she throws a couch on him, he gets back up, and then there is a decapitated head sitting in a potted plant. Whose head is that? It's gotta be David's head that he's brought from upstairs now back downstairs. Or did, did he finish the job on Eddie? Maybe he finished the job on Eddie and because tore it all the way off. Because Isn't that where Eddie was? That is where Eddie's body was. So maybe he did just go ahead and just clear the head off the body after uh Nick had seen it. And so, yeah, she takes this potted plant and hurls it at him so that the decapitated head on the potted plant butts Jason and knocks him down. That is pretty creative. So insane. That belongs in a more insane horror movie. Like, that belongs almost in, like, the tone of part six. Because that is so crazy to headbutt a monster with a decapitated head with your telekinetic power. What the fuck? <laughs> but it works. It knocks him out at least long enough for her to... She runs from the cabin back to mm, yeah no, her she run, place. yeah she runs outside and then he follows her and he and she pulls oh. the whole porch roof down on him right that's brutal <clears throat> and not fake either that's a real roof they pulled it down on a real person Kane Hodder just took a roof to the head and he said that it like slammed his face into the ground and he bounced his his face bounced against the stairs because it hit so hard but all the makeup and all the everything else he was wearing kind of padded him out and let's see from there uh she runs back into her family's place right yeah and what nick's there nick's there melissa is also there tina shows up she's freaking out melissa's like jesus christ listen to the two of you listen to the two of you psycho crazies talk about demons and guys in mass killing people it's a bunch of bullshit I'm going to open this front door and show you that there's nothing to worry about. But she's more of the Joey in this moment than anybody else is because she's the big manipulative cunt that we've all been waiting for her to die. Joey wasn't manipulative. He was just retarded. He was... But you were waiting for him to die. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so when she opens the door, Jason's standing there. Well, and you even see, like, Jason's silhouette through the door. You see him, like, approach the porch. Right. So you know he's there. Yep. So you're waiting for her. It's very satisfying. She opens the door... He just buries an axe in her face. Yeah, axe just horizontal through the forehead, Mm -hmm. right? So it was like he took a baseball swing with that axe, even though the angle wasn't right. Yeah, and then he just grabs her and just throws her body across the room over the television. You know, like, get this out of my way so that I can get to the more important people. Mm -hmm. And Tina and Nick run upstairs. Of course. Why not? Oh, actually... They're trying to, like, get around him. There's a whole, like, he's blocking the, the the front door, and they're trying to, get like, sneak around him to the side. Yeah. And when they try to, like... He's a goalie. Yeah, he's, he's being a goalie. And they lurch for the door, and he, like, looks at it and slams it shut so that they can't get out. That's, like, a smarter-than-average Jason moment. Mm-hmm. Usually he just watches them run out and then walk after them. This time he's like, uh, 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 uh nope. They run upstairs, and instead of them hiding in a room somewhere... As Jason comes up the stairs, she uses her powers to swing a big-ass glass lamp into his face. Is it a chandelier? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's like a bulbed, glass-bulbed chandelier thing, yeah. Swings it right into his face, knocks him out. He falls through the stairs. (laughs) And then as they run down the stairs to get away, he explodes out of the wall. So there's our exploding door wall-slash-window scene. And uh, grabs Nick and just throws him to the ground and Nick's just unconscious. It throws him to the ground and just starts to, like, step on him. Like, crush him with... Uh, Jason starts to crush Dan? Nick. Nick. Nick with his foot. <laughs> yeah, like like, like he's going to break his back or mm-hmm. he's going to do something brutal. Tina's like, no! And she uses her powers to sque- or tighten his mask against his head. Mm-hmm. Like, tighten it so hard the gross, like, weird brain goo starts to, like, spill yeah, out. Yeah, like some pinkish. Some kind of, like, pus... type fluid starts coming out of his head. Yep. And then he turns around wondering what the fuck is going on and his mask breaks open. And we get Nathan's favorite part. Mm. Awesome. Which is full on rotted. Great stuff. A little bit goofy. Let's be honest, a little bit goofy. Uh, More than a little bit. But yeah, he's got the gross teeth coming out of his face and all of his... Very few his, of them. His skin is all darkened and rotten and he's got like one good eye. And, I don't know. I can tell from both you guys that you found that part incredibly goofy. I kind of like that part. I kind of like when his mask bursts off and he's like all embarrassed. Like,
0: "Oh, my face, no!
1: <laughs> I can't believe you're seeing my face. Yeah. And then she uses the cord from the ceiling where the chandelier was to wrap around his neck and choke him for a while. And then she drops him through the floor. Yeah, so she uses that uh, electrical wiring to lift him up and hang him for a little bit. And how does she open up the floor? She just, like, uses her mind to tear a hole in the floor, and then she drops him through it. Why would you drop him through it? Why not just leave him hanging? Yeah, I want to leave him hanging, or why not use <clears throat> drop him against the ground so that he gets hurt a little bit? Anything. Either way, Jason's taking a lot of damage. He's, she's giving him a good run for his money. Mm-hmm. And as she checks on Nick's body to see if he's okay, he, of course, you know. Jason opens up his eye. Yeah, opens up his eye, pulls her down to the basement with him. Mm-hmm. And here's where they're going to have their final fight. Or no, semi, well, semi-final. I mean, this is being set up as the face-off at the end, right? Yeah. And so Tina's using her telekinetic powers to throw a jar of nails, I guess, yeah, she, Adam. So yeah. he gets stabbed with all the nails. He even takes time to like pull one out of his head. Mhm. But no, she douses him in gasoline, douses the base, most of the basement in gasoline. Douses herself in gasoline. Douses herself in gasoline. Right? So she freaks out a little bit and takes off her jacket. Yep. Yet still being able to concentrate so much that her telekinetic powers don't skip a beat. At least they bothered to have her take her jacket off. Usually you just see her also get soaked in gasoline and then they'd never say anything else about it. Yeah. Also a cool thing about this stunt that I was listening to Kane talk about was that usually when they do these, put set the stunt man on fire scenes, mm-hmm. uh, they will they never show the ignition. They always do some sort of cutaway and then cut back, and the guy's on fire, and he's running around with his arms over his head. But for this one, they had him actually standing there doused in gasoline, and they had rigged a fire jet to shoot out of the furnace and set him on fire. So all that's <laughs> like in the moment, very real. Could have gone totally wrong. Luckily, it didn't. They just—they just they just don't give a fuck about this guy. Eh? No, they don't. And he's and he's willing.
2: Isn't he continuing on as Jason now for a couple of movies?
1: Yeah, he, he continues on this one and the next three. The next three? Yeah. What do you mean the next three? He basically closes out the franchise. They choose a different guy for Freddy versus Jason, but the rest of the franchise is Kane Hodder's. What about the remake? No, that's Derek Mears. How do you know these fucking names off the top of your head? Hold on, hold on. We're at the homestretch here. Yeah. All <laughs> right, basement is on fire. Yep. Tina and Nick run out of the house, and the house explodes. Explodes big time. Like, the whole house, just like a fucking bomb went off, just explodes for some reason. Yeah, it doesn't oh. even look like a... like. Their basement was stacked full of propane. It looks like literally a bomb was dropped and went off because no part of the house is remaining. It is completely splintered. But Jason must have found some time to get the fuck out of there. Yep. In the moment that they're running through the woods to get away from the explosion, he found time Did to get out of the basement. Did you
2: see him move around in this movie? Oh, I saw it. Uh, he was over here. He was over there. He was underneath the water. Yeah. He's got teleportation ability, man. I swear to God. So,
1: Nate, with how fast he's moving, how could you see him?
2: Yeah. You don't. He just appears in different places. He's so amazing that way, you know? He's got He's got some serious moxie. I don't really know well, how it, how I else mean, to explain it other than to call him
1: a stud. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go something <laughs> completely different. I mean Jason's been teleporting for many, many movies now, so yeah, he's for him t- to teleport like this, not a stretch. Not a big deal, no. And he appears on the deck. And just grabs Tina and just throws her to the ground. It's hilarious. He just ragdolls her. Nick pulls his gun out, shoots him. Yeah, here we are. he's gonna he's gonna sit there and act surprised about how the bullets don't work while the rest of us are at home going, Oh, god damn it. Right. Just kill him, Jason, just kill him. Hmm. Nick put down the gun. Yeah. Go Have you seen idiot. this guy's face? Do you think bullets are gonna work? <laughs> and Jason just swats him away, knocks him into a, like a boat. Mm-hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. here we go. Here we go. Nathan, did you love the ending of this movie or what? I refuse to discuss the rest of this movie. I couldn't,
2: I can't even believe what happened happened. I don't even understand why that was a good decision.
1: It makes absolutely no sense. Okay, so you were saying that you didn't like that in an extreme moment of tension, Tina used her powers to bring her father back from the dead just long enough to take Jason and bring him down to the bottom of the lake with him. You're saying you don't like that ending? That's definitely what I'm saying. And you don't want to talk about it at all. And her zombie dad, who's been underwater for God knows how long, looks the exact same as the day he got drowned in the first place. Yep. I think what Daniel is suggesting is some sort of
2: portal opened up in in a rift in time or something and,
1: you know, that she's like Jean Grey's becoming the phoenix here. That's that's how. It is. See, when she brought Jason back from the dead, her her power and abilities were only strong enough to actually just bring him just back from the brink. But her powers are so powerful by the end that not only does she restore life to her father, but she completely, you know heals his skin and everything else about him so that he looks completely normal just long enough though, for her for him to drag Jason to the bottom of the lake and then for him to also go back to being dead unless see, he's alive. See my thought. Jonathan, if, just just let him just let him keep going. Well, <laughs> well, my thought was obviously there's something happening in the lake in Crystal Lake, right? There's some wormhole type thing where maybe, the dad went into the wormhole when he mm-hmm. fell in. He never actually died. They couldn't find the body. Yeah. Right? So went in the wormhole, arrived 15 years later, just in time mm-hmm. to pull Jason into the lake. Yes. He's been stuck in some weird, like purgatory Superman prism. Right. Just yeah. lost in the space-time continuum. But to him, it was just it was just a split second. That's my thought. Yeah. And now he's still alive and haunting Tina. I guess forever now. Not haunting because he's now, alive. He's now, he's like her familiar. And she has to follow, he has to follow her around because she restored life to him. Isn't that like zombie code? I feel like that's uh, like voodoo code it? somewhere. You lost me there. Terrifying. But he must be dead. They don't explain it at all. It goes straight to the next day. They're in the, na- or Nick and uh, Tina yeah. are in an ambulance getting driven away. And that's it. That's the credits. Yeah, Familiars they, uh, make me think of MMOs. Yeah. The, the firefighter finds the broken mask. Yep. The mass is completely broken. So that what happens in the next movie? You know, what would be
2: you know what would have been better than this ending. Anything, mm.
1: anything at if all. If the lights
2: came up in the theater right when the pinnacle moment happened between <laughs> her and Nick and Jason on the pier, and it reaches its climactic moment right before she, you know, did what she did, and the, just a. The whole thing, the reel, like, burns out, the lights come up in the theater, and one of the ushers comes down, takes down his pants, and takes a steaming dump at the front of the theater, pulls up his pants, and walks out. That would have been a better ending than this ending that was in this movie.
0: To be you. It had to be you.
2: Well it's typical it's typical for an American to talk about the greatest event that happened to American hockey in the NHL. And also get it wrong as well.
1: So just typical all around. Nice and ignorant. I like it. You can package that. You can package that. That's worth it. No one cares. Oh I murdered my dad when I was a kid. No red flags? Uh, let's make out. you see a little bit of her boobies? I've been fucking lied to. I I, I enjoyed doing this podcast, but now it's just been cheapened. you see a little bit of her boobies? I, uh, wanna buy a party platter. You know, we were expecting a no. What we got was a ten-minute diatribe <laughs> about how pathetic and shitty we all are. <laughs> Star mummy. This is so disgusting. Who the fuck? I thought I knew you. I thought I knew you. You see a little bit of her boobies. Extra squishy.
2: <laughs> As the resident Canadian, I would like to apologize. Star me.